Good afternoon and welcome to the second ever episode of Learning Not to Hate Yourself. Uh, this is Saturday, November 12th, 2016. And if you're listening to this, that means the you're still alive and the world has not exploded yet. So congratulations on that one. Uh, we're all still here, which is a good first step. Um, joining me today again on our second episode is executive producer of this podcast, Chelsea Martin. Chelsea, how are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm well, thank you. Yeah, all things considered, you're still good? All things considered, yeah. All right, that's what I like to hear. Uh, so thank you guys again for tuning in to the second episode. Um, if you listened to the first one, congratulations. You're one of the maybe dozen or so people that did. Uh, which is more than that, I thought that, I thought we would get. So that's still a considerable I'm amount. <laughs> actually, pretty happy about that. I think we're doing just fine. Um, the, this podcast, I'm not really expecting people to actually listen to it. This is a podcast for me, by me, um, and so, me. And jerk. well, it's for is it's by you, but it's it's specifically for <laughs> for me. Um, I should be going to see a therapist instead. I spent five hundred dollars on recording equipment and started a podcast. So you know. That's how life goes, I guess. Uh, so today, we're going to change things up a little bit. Um, we're still kind of figuring out the format of the podcast. Don't really have a, a real good idea of what it is exactly that we're doing. And I don't really have a structure yet, which is something we're going to try and talk about today. The last episode was me trying to fill time as best I could. And I think we did all right with that, considering it was ended up being a two and a half hour long podcast, which is far, far longer than I anticipated. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, sorry, everyone, for that. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. They didn't have to listen to the whole two and a half hours if they didn't want to. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I, th- I think it turned out really well. I listened to it a couple times after, um, just because I had to edit it down. So that required me to listen to the whole thing twice, basically. And I was pretty happy about it. I, I went and told my sister that I'm pretty proud of what we did. Uh, and I'm hoping we can continue that momentum. Um, the main thing is we have a name now, which is learning not to hate yourself, uh, or L-N-T-H-Y. If, if you guys are, are looking for us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at L-N-T-H-Y, all capital. Uh, if you want to send us emails, if you have questions, comments, uh, which might tie into what we're doing a little bit later today, you can find us at L-N-T-H-Y podcast at gmail.com. And then also I started a Facebook page, so you can look us up on Facebook and find us there. And of course, if you're listening to this, that means you're on SoundCloud, uh, and you can just look up Learning Not to Hate Yourself on there, and all the episodes will be going up, and that's where you'll mainly find them. But I will try to post them around uh, the internet as much as I can once I figure that stuff out. Huzzah. So, yes. So, uh, what does learning not to hate yourself mean? Well, the, the, I'm a pretty self-deprecating person, and I don't generally like who I am as a human being. So, we're going to try and fix that. And maybe in the process, try and help other people who have that same issue. Uh, like I said, if you guys have questions, comments, if you need advice on something, by all means, write in, and I will do my best to answer those questions. Uh, I may not be the best person to, to field those two, but I can certainly give my two cents on anything you, you might have quandaries or queries about. Uh, so I do have some stuff planned, but Chelsea actually is the one coming in today with some stuff to do. Chelsea, would you like to explain what it is? Sure. Um, when we first originally kind of talked about doing this, it was um, more so um, like an autobiographical thing for you about um, we were like, I think one of the first names that kind of w- was being played around with was the John cast, but it sounds too much like... Um, you know prostitutes yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. um so i you know i wasn't really prepared last week for 
for that kind of uh, narrative. And I thought that this week I'd be a little more prepared. And I have a whole bunch of questions. Some are, you know, more difficult and personal and some are more of um, like a philosophical kind of ethics, morals, that kind of thing. I, I, I chose some fun ones, um, but I don't know. I'm excited. Some of them I already know the answers to, and I just kind of want to hear what you, what like, you know, like what your response sure. would yeah. be. I, I am I am equal parts excited and terrified, uh, but I think that's what's important. Uh, Chelsea has not given me any of these questions yet. I don't have them in front of me or anything like that, so I haven't been able to prepare, which it's I think true. is an important part of this. Um, I should be doing this stuff off the cuff, cold, uh, I, I can't sit there and, and write out, you know, my perfect answers to these questions because that doesn't seem fair. That doesn't seem real enough. Uh, if someone wants to really get to know you, you shouldn't shouldn't have to sit there and think about it for, you know, three days, which is generally what I do. Um, it's part of the reason why I like emails and texts and things so much is because it doesn't require me to, to sit there and trying to think off the top of my head. I can actually kind of think about it and then and, and write more eloquently than I can probably speak. Um, but I think this is a better representation of who I am as a person. Uh, so I'm excited for that. I also have some topics that we can talk about if we, if we need to, uh, I've got some news. Obviously the big thing that happened, um, this week is the American election where, uh, yeah, uh, (laughs) in a thing that seemed in my mind to be an impossible thing happened in which Donald Trump won the presidency. Uh, yeah, boy, that happened. It did. It sure did. Uh, I'm. I'm. I was afraid to go to sleep that night until uh, I saw what happened, and then I ended up falling asleep and having nightmares about it. I. And then I I woke up and I was like, "Oh dear lord." I when well while it was happening, I I figured I wouldn't have to watch it because I I knew that this couldn't happen. That was a a firm. that's (laughs) That's a firm belief that I had. Like I I knew it was unlikely that he would get as far as he did. But after everything that's happened, the Republican Party backing down from him in mass, just totally abandoning his cause, um, the terrible things he said over the last year and a half, uh, I, I just knew that it couldn't happen. And so I just played Stardew Valley uh, while the, the actual election was, was going on. Uh, and then I, I, I said, oh, why don't I check in? Because it was, it was about maybe, I don't know. 10 o'clock at night and I turned it on and holy shit, uh, yeah. holy shit. They were neck and neck at that point. And I, I started having a panic attack and I turned off the TV and went back to playing Stardew Valley because, uh, whenever something really stressful in my life happens, what I will often do is shut it off and play video games, yep. uh, which is something I'm trying to work on, but can, can hey, confirm. Yeah, this is, this <laughs> is how I deal with really stressful situations. And I combined the most stressful thing that I could imagine happening with the least stressful game that i i currently own which is a farming simulator nice in which in which i just got married actually so hey congratulations yeah my farming life yeah. is going a okay um uh, i don't remember Ooh, yeah bad start damn it <laughs> <laughs> i I, I, did, I did know uh i think it's isabel I'm not sure. Oh, you're married to my mom? No, Abigail. Abigail is okay. her name. Abigail. She has purple hair and she's into video games and that's pretty much all I need. Perfect. That's like my, my two things. That's my checklist. <laughs> uh, so if you're out there and you have purple hair and like video games, hit me up. Uh, we can make it work. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't that I didn't have faith in, in the Americans because, I mean, I work retail so I don't have faith in any human beings. Um, but Hillary won the popular vote. 
it, it's the electoral the electoral vote. college yeah that that's what screwed us over and i think yeah. um well i mean there's lots of things that we could say about that but in general people did vote for hillary and it's more of like what is i think the the democrats made um made a bad choice in not choosing uh, Bernie Sanders. But, I mean, it is what it is, and she has more name recognition and all of that stuff, but it's kind of like choosing between someone who, um, who's qualified for the job and has made some poor, shitty choices and someone who absolutely is not qualified for the job but can, you know, um, seems more honest just because of radical opinions and ignorance. Um, but before this happened, I would have said that Bernie Sanders probably couldn't have won the election regardless just because he is such an outsider. Um, but now I, I'm starting to think, and I, I think there are a lot of people, if you go on Twitter and stuff, who are saying the same thing of yeah. like, if, if Bernie had been the candidate, this would have turned out differently. I agree. Um, and then you would have had even two it would have been a very different race because you would have had two even more extremes of that spectrum um, going head to head. And really what I think this comes down to is the people who voted for third party candidates or didn't vote or wrote in like their roommate's name or on the Harambe or Harambe. Fuck you guys. Uh, yeah. If you're one of those people out there, the um, 11,000 people who wrote in Harambe, yeah, go fuck yourself. This is your fault. Yeah. Um, like you, you have sown your seeds and now you must reap your, your crops because, uh, doing something like that is the equivalent of not voting, which I have very strong opinions on. And again, you, we're Canadian, so our opinions on this don't matter so much, uh, except that they do because this we're affects this affects it. the entire world. Uh, I've been talking to some of my friends who live in the United States, and a lot of them are terrified um, for very specific reasons. Mine too. And I understand that, and they have a very strong reason to be the, um, scared of the immediate future for, for their own personal safety and the safety of their country. Uh, I am incapable of of not seeing the larger picture here of what this means for the world and humanity as a whole. I truly believe, and this might be hyperbole, uh, hyperbole, that uh, this is the first step on what is us jumping off of a a cliff that we can no longer get back from. Um, We just elected uh, the leader of the free world is a man who believes that climate change is a communist hoax. And four years from now, we'll be too late to, to do anything about the environment. And I think this is a turning point that we will not be able to come back from, which is a terrifying thought for me. But then I also realize that there are issues with human rights. And if you're a person of minority currently living in the United States, I can't even imagine what you must be feeling at this point. I saw... Um like when I was sitting in my car before I uh, got out and came in here, um, Kumail Nanjiani, who's one of our favorites on Absolutely, on, yeah. Harman, on the Harmontown podcast, he he got harassed by you know, I, it was harassed or assaulted or something like that by Trump supporters at a bar, and you know some of his tweets after it happened were were kind of funny. Like he um, he one of his was, "Does anyone know a good place for skin bleaching?" Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. it's funny, but it's very, very sad it's, it, it is, at, yeah. at the same time. Um, but I saw that it just it just 
broke my heart a little. That guy's so great. Absolutely. He's such a sweetheart. Yeah, I'm, I mean, there are reports coming out all over the place, and it, and it's not it's it's violence on both sides. There are people who are oh, for sure. uh, like on the Democratic side who are reacting very violently to it, and that's also not okay. Uh, very much like like that just fuels the fire of of these people's irrational fears. On both, I think everyone on both sides is terrified, and yeah. that's the real problem. Is exactly. that we have a culture now where everyone is pretty much scared of their own government and scared of uh, their own neighbors, scared of each other, scared of each other, uh, and that fear is something that we have to try and overcome. And at this point, I just don't know if we can. So it hasn't been a, a great week for me. I feel sorry for uh, my customers that had to deal with me the day after uh, the election when I went to work because I don't think I was a very, very good associate that day. I wasn't either, uh, to be honest. I, I, I wasn't in the headspace to be dealing with human beings. And unfortunately, that's what my job requires. So if, apologies. If you're a Home Depot shopper uh, <laughs> and you dealt with me, apologies. Uh, I may have been very curt with you. Um, that wasn't against you. It was just... I was in a bad mood, and I let that spill over into my professional life, which I try not to do. But hey, uh, extreme times call for extreme measures. You're only human. Yeah. So I think um, we're not going to do a whole yeah, thing I think on, that's on Trump. <laughs> um, our, our hearts go out to our American listeners and our American friends. Uh, you guys. Sorry. We're very sorry. Yeah. Um, but hey. Oh, one, I have one more thing. Sorry. Go for it. Um, I cried when I, I saw this uh, this message on Facebook from Stephen Harper congratulating Trump and saying, oh, well, now now's time to move on with the Keystone Pipeline Agreement. It was just oh. like, oh, my God. Have we learned nothing? Clearly. Man. Yeah. Boy, but, I'm glad Harper's not here anymore. Yeah, fuck, uh, fuck that guy. I mean... He doesn't like compare in any way to Donald Trump or pretty much any American president that was uh, kind of really right wing. But he still sucks. But he still wasn't great. Uh, I'm glad he's not our prime minister anymore. But 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 yeah, our hearts and minds go out to. I mean, that doesn't mean much anymore because um, there's nothing we can really do about it. Uh, but also, as kind of hopeless and and downtrodden as as I might seem, I understand that there are people who are not in politics necessarily, who are not going to let this deter them from doing what they're doing. Totally. Um, I, uh, I, while the election was also going on afterwards, I, I watched some Bill Nye videos uh, <laughs> of him explaining to me like fusion and things like that. Uh, Cause Hey, that guy's not going to give up. Uh, he's going to keep Bill, working towards, Bill, Bill, you know, Bill. yeah, exactly. Uh, if you guys want to follow somebody who is, actively working towards helping the environment uh go look at bill nye he's really invested in climate change and uh, i i think he's a, a good source to kind of go for that uplifting spirit and him and elon musk and neil degrasse tyson are, are kind of the people I, I i go to when i'm feeling really bad and i need some education and some uplifting education at that for sure so now with the sadness and the terrible things out of the way uh let's get into the sadness of my life uh chelsea what is your first question to me the host of this podcast, John Lillick. If you had a chance for a do-over in anything in life, not your entire life, but if you could choose to do something over a period of time or an event, um, would you take it? Would you do it? Absolutely. What would you do? Oh, that's a, okay. So that's a hard question. Uh, this is a fantasy I have a lot of like, hey, John, what superpower would you have? It's like fucking time travel, easy. Uh, but not the kind of time travel where it's like I'm traveling through time. It's like, no, I want to get younger and older and control my own fate. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's one thing. Yeah, it's one thing. So that's harder because choosing one definitive moment that I would change 
is real difficult. Uh, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is that I would have tried harder in school. Uh, I, I, I got out of high school with basically a, just doing about as just as much work as I needed to do to pass. I got like 50% in most of my last classes that I took. Um, and I regret that, but at the same time, I don't know if I could change that uh, if I had to do it over again. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, if I could go back knowing what I know now, I think I would do much better at it. To be fair, those teachers were so crappy. Yeah. Not all of them, yeah. but most of them. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, but that's that's not an excuse that I can use really anymore. It's like, yeah. no, I, I put in 50% of the work and I got the grades that, that kind of represent that. Uh, if I could go back and do anything, I, I probably would have gone gone to college right out of uh, right out of high school, because um, I put that off for a long time because I didn't know what I wanted to do, and and then I felt Stop. I felt really compelled not to waste my parents' money, um, because we didn't have a lot. We continued to not have a lot, uh, and, and that really that that was the kind of thing. And, and my my mom and dad always told me, you know, John, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Like whatever we need to do, we'll do. Um, but me being the negative kind of person that I was and still am, I just, I couldn't do that to them, uh, on something that I wasn't a hundred percent on. So I waited until I was a hundred percent on something and I'm still not. I wouldn't say that that's negative you. I would say that that's more of like a realistic thing. It's, it's my Spock Vulcan <laughs> super logical mind taking over, um, the, the doing something that I want to do, which is go to school. I, I totally want to do that, um, for the right thing versus the practicality of, well, no, I should get a job and, and save up some money so I can do it myself and not put the burden on my parents who are aging and, and need that money for other things. And, and like they should have their own lives. Uh, I, I would probably go back and, and take them up on the offer and try and get into into university or, or get, go to Red River or something like that. Just do literally anything other than what I did do, which was absolutely nothing. Um, I, I'm not, uh, hey, uh, school isn't for everybody. Uh, I don't think it's the right answer for everything. Right. But I find it, like everyone who I, I look at who has gotten their education seems to be fairly happy that they made that decision. Um, some, uh, some exceptions, a lot of people I know did drop out of, out of college, like after their, you know, first or second year or something like that. Um, and that might've been what I did, you know, I, maybe I would have gone into something and just been like, oh, this is totally exactly what I expected and not for me. So I'm out of here, yeah. which would have been even more heartbreaking for me, which is part of the reason why I didn't do it. But, and I mean, it's also never too late to go to school. So totally. like my, my work offers options where they will pay for some of my education. If I decide to go, if they think it's in line with my, relevant. my relevant job. Um, so I, I might take advantage of that at some point. Uh, right now I don't, I can't just cause I have to kind of spread my time my time is a little thin right now so going to school isn't really an option um at least not full-time maybe maybe i could do part-time there's always uh, one or like one evening course or yeah whatever. yeah something like that yeah. is is definitely possible in the future but also i'm 28 now so if i'm gonna make that choice i gotta make it soon that's not necessarily true but i understand where you're coming yeah from. I mean, in my mind it is i understand that it's not actually true and hey maybe when i'm 35 and i haven't gone to school mm-hmm. I will, i'll be saying the same thing so we'll see uh but yeah that's something i, I probably would change is I'd, I'd go back and and I don't know, take a English course or something. Uh, yeah. On, um, on the opposite side of the spectrum. Um, what do you feel most proud of in your life? A situation that you've handled or a period of time or. That's, that's a tough one too. I know. Cause you never Boy. think positively. Well, uh, <laughs> so the moments that I'm proud of are, uh, 
I find that this is maybe a selfish thing to say, but when I'm at my best, it's when everything else is at its worst. Uh, I deal with tragedy really well. I think um, when when everyone else is is kind of at their lowest point, that's when I really kick into to high gear and and everything becomes very simple. Because because when a tragedy is happening, everything does become simple. Everything becomes black and white. It's it's you do this or you don't do this. There's no gray area there. It's this horrible thing is happening and now we have to deal with it. And realistically, there's only one or two ways we can do that. Um, so like when my mom passed, that was a horrible, tragic moment for my family. Right. Uh, and I think my sister and I both kicked into high gear and we just became completely different people. And then d- during the funeral and the proceedings and everything like that, like we were the ones that took over. We were the ones that did pretty much everything. And, and that's when I was at my, my peak moment of being me because it was very cut and dry people around me are devastated they all need comforting this is what i do to do that do it and then i did it now is that more of like a self-preservation thing or do you think that's like a hero complex it's both it's 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 me preserving my sanity by deflecting the terrible feelings that i'm having and saying i don't matter right now everyone else matters and that's all that matters and then what happens after uh, and then I spend the n- next f- uh, three years uh, dealing with it on my own, and then I start a podcast. Fair enough. <laughs> um, hmm. So one thing that I've kind of been struggling with lately is that I don't remember a lot of my childhood, and most hey. of the things that I do know are from, you know, stories and you know, looking through pictures and people telling me. Um, so I was wondering what your favorite childhood memory is of yourself so i also suffer from this problem where i have a i have memory problems in general um i'm bad with dates i'm bad with names uh to the people i work with if you guys didn't have your names written on your aprons most of you i wouldn't i wouldn't remember the name And that's not against you i just have face blindness i'm sorry (laughs) it's it's a terrible truth that i have i've talked to other people who have the same kind of deal um and i mean the people i work with directly yeah I, i i know their names um, because I, I talk to them every day, but if I only see you once, maybe every week or two, um, and you don't have your apron on or you're wearing a different colored shirt, I probably won't recognize you. Uh, I'll, I'll recognize you, but I, I probably won't be able to put a face to a uh, name. Um, and pretty much my entire life is like that. So I, I remember having a conversation with my mom once where she was talking to me about stuff that I did as a kid. And I just told her, you know, I don't, I don't remember that. And she's like, really? And she's like, what do you remember? And I couldn't really come up with anything. And she was almost in tears because she's like, John, you did so much cool stuff as a kid and you had so many great moments that I remember and you just don't have those. And I was like, yeah, I guess not. Uh, and I think I should have been sad about that, but I, I'm not really. Um, so what was the question? I'm something from my childhood. Your, your favorite childhood memory. Favorite childhood or memory. Your favorite, like it doesn't have to be, um, like 10 and under you know what i mean like it can be what do you remember from your youth that's your favorite thing um so my dad and i when we were kids uh he was big into going to garage sales and things like that like he was big into to thrift stores and and antiques and things Uh, and we would spend every weekend basically going around driving around the city going to garage sales and uh, various other stores we'd end up in like 
you know, lumber stores or hardware stores because he needed to pick up stuff to work on the house or whatever. Uh, and then we'd always stop by one of the only arcades that was open uh, at the time in in Winnipeg, which I can't remember where it like was exactly. F- fun Records or something? No, it was it was an actual <laughs> no. Um, hey, Fun like Records, le- legitimate. Uh, fuck you. Yeah, uh, fuck those guys. Fuck fuck Fun Records. That's a fun thing to say. <laughs> no, it was an actual arcade arcade that had actual video games in it. Uh, including one of my favorite video games, which I recently, I, I, I've been looking for it for so long because it, it was a sit-down light gun game, basically. Uh, and I always thought it was a Ghostbusters game in my head. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what it was when I was a kid. I was like, oh, this is a Ghostbusters game. And basically what it was, it was a haunted mansion, uh, and then you had four, or it was two or four light guns, and you would sit down at this table and you'd use the light guns to kill the ghosts. The cool thing about this one is it wasn't a, a digital screen or anything like that. It was a glass etched backing with a picture on it, and then they actually built a haunted house inside of it with doors and things that would open. Mm-hmm. And then the ghosts were projected in between the panes of glass, and they would come out of the, uh, uh, like the, the, the fridge door would open and a bunch of ghosts would trail out and you have to shoot them all. Um, the name I can't remember right now, but I'll put it in the in the show notes. I found a YouTube video of it That's like cool. last year of, of some guy who restores old arcade machines. Mm-hmm. And I finally found this fucking thing and it made me so excited. Uh, and that and like the, the Black Knight pinball, uh, the Black Knight 2000 is the best pinball arcade uh, machine ever made. And it has the best song ever made, which maybe I will put as the end to this podcast because it's so <laughs> fucking cool. Um, and, and so I remember I remember those days. I remember going out with my dad every weekend and doing that. Uh, and then also stuff like going to the pool with him, just spending that time frame uh, with him. That's, that's what I remember. I don't remember much else about my childhood. Um, who, who do you admire most in your life right now? Well, not necessarily right now, but in, uh, in life. Who do I admire most? Not celebrities. Not celebrities. Oh, okay. Those are all my heroes. Yeah. Um, uh, I admire you. Well, that's that's like a cop. That's out. a cop out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I admire yeah, so people in my life. I I admire my family, uh, like my extended family, my dad's side. Um, they've been dealing with a lot of tragedy lately, um, which I'm not really going to get into because it's a very personal thing for them, and for I don't sure. want I don't want to kind of use that. Um, I, I'm not a great member of this family. I I, I don't really talk to any of them. Um, I used to be closer to my mom's side of the family and I still am to a point, but I also don't make the effort to go out there and kind of kind of reach out to them. But I do admire things that my family does and the, the hardships that they go through. Um, I admire my sister a lot. I think she's a really intelligent person and she has dealt with a lot through her life. We've both dealt with depression. Um, she, I mean, I don't want to talk for her. I'm going to have her on the podcast at some point. She can talk about it, but, but she got diagnosed pretty young. And then I got diagnosed not too long after her. Um, and she's been dealing with that pretty much her entire life. And I think she's taken it in stride. Um, so I've always admired that about her. Yeah. My, my, my aunties, my uncles, like the Lilix haven't had a, a great go of it the last couple of years. And, and I think we're still kicking. So, so I, I admire those people cause, cause they're just, their strength is, is impressive to me. For sure. Uh, what are you most afraid of? Uh, I mean, like spiders as bullshit. Yeah, don't I was gonna say darkness, but I'm not even really scared of the dark anymore. I used to be terrified as a kid. Like, we we had this old house that we used to live in, uh, and the basement was unfinished. So it was all concrete and and like 
open boards and things like that and just yeah. pipes hanging down from the walls and and there was very there's like a single incandescent light bulb that hung down from the ceiling and swung uh, all constantly for some reason like I don't know ever touched it it just constantly swung and that's where my video games were uh, of course like like yeah my Atari 2600 was in the basement um, connected to a CRT that was sitting on the f- concrete floor and I really really wanted to play video games but I was petrified of being down there by myself. Yeah. Uh, like, like genuinely terrified of it. Um, I just felt like there was always someone standing behind me while I was down there. But I really, really, really wanted to play those video games. Right. So yeah, I, fa- I faced that fear and went down there. And I, I, I probably played video games maybe 15 or 20 minutes at a time because I, that's as long as I could stay in the basement. And then you run up the stairs. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I run up the stairs and be like, okay, I got to go outside and get into the light or something like that. <laughs> so, and, and then that... that that kind of fear persisted throughout my life but but yeah that's a cop-out what am i actually scared of um like existentially i well let's go back i'm scared that uh the world is going to end very soon like our our way of life is on the precipice of not being able to exist anymore because uh, it turns out we only have one planet and we're fucking it up real bad and and at some point like the the amount of farmable land that you could grow crops in is being reduced on a yearly basis. And we are very quickly reaching the point in our population where we will not physically be able to produce enough food to feed every human being on the planet. Now, does that, um, do you think that's something like what China has in place, the uh, one child? Well, okay, so the, the, the one that- the one child law in China was a thing that came out of, uh, out of communism. Um, right, but I mean like in, like, do you think that if that were to happen to the if, when when we get to the point where we can't produce enough no i don't i don't think population capping or like or like one child laws or, or things like that um are a solution because it, it didn't work in china mm-hmm. because now they have an aging population and they don't have enough young people to to take, care of, take care of them and to replace the workforce that is now going to be retiring or incapable of working anymore exactly um so that's not a solution I, I think the human race is going to continue to grow regardless of what we do, just because that's what we're programmed to do. Uh, it's in our DNA to just reproduce, and that's what we're doing, and we're really good at it because we have big, dumb monkey brains, and we're when we're really smart. So, yep. Um, so we found ways around nature, uh, and my belief is that we will continue to do that. I think what's going to happen is that we're um, we're going to go through some really rough times, and we will either come out on the uh, on the other side of that uh, in a dystopian. Mad Max style future where everything is shit or Hunger Games or Hunger Games or something like that yeah or or we will uh, get to our inevitable Star Trek future where we'll we have like a thermonuclear war and then on the other side of that we'll have uh, universal world peace and, and and our technology will advance to a point where we can solve most of those problems. Oh, can it be like Firefly? It could be can like we be, Firefly. Can we be yeah. space cowboys? We could be space cowboys. I would like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would say even Firefly is kind of dystopian because everything like it go back to, it goes back to that thing I said in the first episode where like technology is amazing but everything is still kind of shitty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and and that's a total possibility. And they still dress like really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I, I I totally do a Firefly universe. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I, th- I think that's one of the two paths we can go down is either the, the human race is going to destroy itself, um, and and then just everything will be terrible by comparison to our, our current living standards, or we will figure out a way to go past that and become a better species of creatures that is more in tune with nature and more capable of taking care of ourselves, uh, which which we're currently not very good at, as it turns out. So so my fears are uh, vast and big. So for your 
just to expand a little bit more on that, um, your fears of us, uh, of the world, you know, becoming dystopian or, you know, anything like that. Um, do you feel like, do you think that this is something that's going to happen in your lifetime? Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to die. So, yeah. Okay. You're going to be like like a Highlander? H- Highlander? Yeah. I, uh, if there is a God, uh, he'll give me immortality as a punishment. Right. Yeah. Um, punishment for what? Just existing. Uh, Why? Because I'm a flaw in, in the program. Why? I'm not supposed to be here. Why? Uh, okay. You really want to <laughs> get into it? Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. hear it. Okay. Why so, not? Um, so my parents, uh, I found out many years later... Um, through various sources that uh, they had a child before me in mm-hmm. between Christine uh, miscarriage. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's when my mom's depression started because uh, statistically that's probably what happened. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think they were trying to have me. I think I was a, a happy accident. Um, I, I don't think after a miscarriage, a lot of people would try again um, because I think it would be devastating to do so. There are a lot of people who try again. There are a lot of people who try again. I, I don't think my parents were one of them. Uh, I don't think I should be here for various reasons. Uh, I clearly don't fit in. Like I'm not, I'm not good with people. I'm not good with society. I'm not good with the world around me. Uh, I don't think that's true. uh, Yeah. I think you fit in and I like just not with the typical consumer society that we have now. Like there. I don't know. Do you see how many video games I have? Yeah. Do you know how many other people have consuming? Do you know how many people have more video games than you? Yeah. Like 12 year old Asian kids, but. And and people on Giant Bomb and... Okay, well, yeah, but they turned that into a career. I haven't been able to monetize my addiction <laughs> <Okay>. yet. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm also pretty sure that my brother and all of my uncles have more video games than you. Your brother is married to his wife and... That means nothing. House I mean, sorry, guys, but <laughs> like in this, in you know, to to make the point that... that I'm making it's that's that's not relevant to this you're you're right it's 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 hyperbole for me to say that I I shouldn't exist that's a dumb thing to say um but it's how you feel it's I feel out of place on this planet and uh and I I'm sure that like that's not a unique thing that I feel lots of people feel that way totally uh I I just I really want to do something about it which is the whole reason behind this um, you want to relate to people. I, I do. I want to connect with human beings mm-hmm. on a real level that I don't think I do because terrible, terrible things happen every day and I look at them and I don't feel anything anymore, which is a scary thought. Like I can I can watch videos of people getting shot in the head like just before I go to bed and then I still, I mean, I don't sleep, but that's a whole other well, thing. Maybe that contributes to that. That's what my doctor said, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, clearly not. He doesn't. Fucking... You know what my doctor told me? What? Uh, John, you should uh, you should relax and also uh, regular ejaculation oh, good. is a good thing. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, th- that's what you're... Uh, I, I should just <laughs> chill out and get laid more? That's what your fucking <laughs> solution is? You quack? What are you talking about? Give me a pill. <laughs> like, put electrodes in my brain. Do something. Literally anything other than John... Smoke some reefer and find a nice chick, dog. <laughs> Smoke some reefer and and masturbate. More. Yeah, yeah. Way like, to go, doctor. Masturbate more. I don't think that's possible, dude. <laughs> like you don't know what it's like in here, man. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> get real. Did you tell him that? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like, I, I physically couldn't if I wanted to. <laughs> I started jerking off when I was like twelve years old, and I haven't stopped. <laughs> haven't missed a day. <laughs> Doc, 
this has gone on an interesting <laughs> turn. Um, hey, you're asking the questions, lady. I'm just, you took I'm just, that and ran with I'm it. I'm providing the answers that you wanted. <laughs> uh, don't pin this on me. I'm going to drink Gatorade, everybody. Do you want to listen to me do that? Yeah, it always they make that weird sound. <sighs> Refreshing. Actually, that was Powerade. It's the same shit. Well, yeah, but one's made by Pepsi, one's made by Coca-Cola. I bet it comes out of the same fucking tube. Probably. I bet it's bottled. Own, they, don't they own each other? Like, I they don't know. Like, there's like four companies in the entire world anymore. that own like everything. There's a thing we could talk about. Like, this, this shouldn't be like a John conspiracy podcast because I don't really have a lot of conspiracy theories. Um, I just have things that I know are facts. Interesting. Boom. Take that, society. I can see underneath the realness. The matrix is available to me. All right, all right. Next question. Moving on. Moving on. Um, I would like this to be more silly um, <laughs> than more um, scarring. Watch, watch, um, me, watch, me tr- watch me turn it into bad stuff. I'm, I'm sure you will. Uh, what was your most embarrassing moment? Oh, oh. The, this is a hard one because uh, a lot of my time in my own head is spent reliving all the terrible things that I've done. Yeah, me too. Uh, and But then when someone asks me for specifics, I always come up with a blank because I can't remember them at the time. Uh, most embarrassing moment. Oh, God. I have one that only my mom knows and nobody else. <laughs> well, a podcast know. would be a good place to air it. Sorry, guys. For hundreds of, well, dozens of, <laughs> a dozen people <laughs> to listen For to. For a dozen it. of people who I probably know eight of. A dozen people can figure out uh, our terrible secrets. Yeah. Um, really embarrassing moments. Uh, I mean, every date that I've been on uh, has led to an embarrassing moment pretty much. That's not true. Uh well, every blind date I've been on. I've been on like two blind dates in my entire life. And right. I, I don't do them anymore because uh, the yeah. last one ended in me watching Paul Blart Mall Cop in the theater. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, did you choose that? No, she did. And Who that's, chooses that? That's why that? there was not a second date. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, yeah. I, was, I don't I, blame you. I thought I, w- I thought I would be the gentleman. be like, oh, you're cute. You, don't, you choose the movie. We'll just do what you want. Go, Paul Blart Mall Cop. Oh, no. <laughs> what have oh, you done? No. <laughs> oh, oh, sweetie. No, no. But then we saw it anyway. They just so, pat her head. Like yeah, <laughs> so we saw it anyway because I'm I'm weak. I can't actually confront women. So, um, most embarrassing moment. Oh God. Probably probably some shit that happened in. Uh, okay, yeah. Here in grade school, uh, I, it was grade. Probably grade six, I think. Um, Stop tapping. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You're gonna hear that. Compulsive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Grade six, uh, football became really big for uh, for my group of the guys in that class. I don't know why. Uh, before that, school was weird, man. Like like up to that point, we were all about like like playing pretend, like we were pretending we were Jedi and shit in the playground. It yeah. was fucking awesome, and I was having time in my life. And then then we got to grade six, and it was like, no, now we do soccer and football. And I was like, but but we were like we were in the middle of a story, you guys. Like we got to finish the campaign, and they were like, no, no, we're doing this now because we're trying to impress women. And I was like, I was like, no, but the stories were just getting good. Like we're just getting to the physical peaks of our childhoods. So we could we could really get into it. And they were like, no, let's play football. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Uh, it turns out I'm really bad at football. Um, I mean, the only thing I had was that I could run kind of fast because I was a little bit taller than everybody at that point, so I had longer legs, so I could cover more ground quickly. Um, but I remember one time. Uh, just 
I was a real awkward kid and the, the uh, so I, I, I got the ball and I got a touchdown, but I didn't touch the fence, which is what you're supposed to do. And then they saw me not touch the fence and I was just like, I don't need to touch the fence because I, I, I did it. I got the touchdown. Right. It's over. I'm not going to waste the energy. Yeah, yeah. And then I came back and somebody tackled me and they and they were like, no, you didn't touch the fence. So you don't get into it. And I freaked out like I had a item, just a mental breakdown. Uh, and it ended in me like screaming at a bunch of people. And then I punched the ground really hard in an attempt to like make it split open and swallow them kind of idea. Hmm. Uh, I. I was a real emotional little ball of anger um, at that age, and I did a lot of dumb shit that that made me not okay. Um, yeah, I, that's that's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head. There's other stuff there that that maybe we don't want to get into because uh, it's super personal <laughs> and 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 scarring emotionally for other people as well. Okay. Um, but that's the only thing I can think of. Well, yeah. I mean, it's up to you. This is like. This is your version of therapy, right? Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like, I'm not going to push it. Give me a minute. I'll try and think of something else that that's terribly, terribly embarrassing for me. Okay. Give me a sip of that Gatorade over there. Oh, yeah. Do you want a drink or something? Uh, I'll just have a sip of your Gatorade. I'm good. I don't know if this is embarrassing. It's kind of sad. Uh, same grade. Um, there was a girl that I liked because, of course, I did, uh, you know, like girls at that yeah. point. Uh, everybody was pairing off and... People were like, oh, did they kiss or something like that? Uh, and one day we were playing like Frisbee or something like that in the in the thing. And I was in the mindset that I didn't think any girls could like me because that was true at that time. <laughs> there wasn't much there to, to really like. But it turns out the girl that I liked totally liked me and told me so. Like and totally? Yeah. She said, so who do you like, John? And then she said, I, I like you. And I kind of froze up. And I was like, that's nice. <laughs> And I didn't, I didn't like, tell her that I also liked her. Right. Yeah. And then, like a day later, she started dating another guy, and that was embarrassing to me, because I just froze up. Because and I, and that's that's something that's happened to me throughout my life consistently. Do you hold on to that? Yeah, totally. Every day. Like from that, that six year old. Who was it? Uh, her name was Crystal. Crystal, what? I don't remember her last name. I, I went to school with you, man. I not in grade six. I'll beat her up. <laughs> well, I probably knew her at some point. No, because she um, she went off to uh, so when we when we went to high school, mm-hmm. uh, she went to GC. Yeah, we we had two high schools near us, either Garden City or uh, West K. And my core group of friends broke off to West K because we didn't really like anybody else that went to Garden City. Yeah. So we were like, well, if we don't have to deal with these people for the next you know three or four years, we won't. Uh, so we didn't. And she went with that group, so I, I I haven't seen her in probably fifteen years, uh, and I I doubt she remembers me at all. So, so yeah, <laughs> I'll find I'll find my my yearbook and I'll I'll show her to you. Yeah, fuck you, Crystal. <laughs> no, hey, fuck fuck John. He I, I dropped <laughs> the ball, man. I I I, I missed the that. Next op- day, I, come on. I missed that opportunity. Hey, that's how fast things happen in grade six. It's like every <laughs> other day they they had a new relationship with somebody, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, I, there's a bunch of stuff from that time period that I could go into that's embarrassing. Like I, I almost, think that's just adolescence. Yeah, in general. I, I guess so. Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about this for the rest of the day. And I'm sorry, <laughs> no, that's fine. Because like like at tw- at midnight tonight, I'm gonna text you a bunch of embarrassing shit that that won't let me sleep. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, next. and then we can talk about that the next podcast. Okay, sounds good. Um, let me let me look at my list here because I have some questions that are like a little more um, 
weird. And I'd yeah. like I'd like to save those because uh, I feel like we're on a good tangent. Yeah, right yeah, now. sure. If there's like a theme, um, go for it. In what ways do you hold yourself back? I mean, like I feel like I already know the answers to this, but I would like, uh, like I would like to hear it. I'm all curious. of them? Yeah, uh, let's hear it. Yeah, uh, like, I, let it out. I, I don't put enough effort into things that I'm good at, so I don't I don't write in a capacity that could be considered a job. Um, uh, my writing is Spencer made D and D into a job <laughs> through fucking a miracle. Magic. Like <laughs> he was at the right place at exactly the right place at exactly the right time. Dan Harmon on his podcast asked his audience if there was anyone out there who was a dungeon master and uh, a guy who came there that night thinking that he might be able to play Dungeons and Dragons with Dan Harmon raised his hand. That's biblical. Like that doesn't happen. Uh, if I wanted to, I thought about monetize how I, how I would turn our Dungeons and Dragons game into a thing that I might be able to make money off of, mm-hmm. uh, and it would require me to spend about ten thousand dollars in buying audio and video equipment, and then also quitting my job and spending that entire time building really elaborate maps, even more elaborate than the ones that we currently use. They're pretty fancy uh, because they would have to be quality enough to be shown to the to the internet at large, and then we would have to try and make a revenue through AdSense on YouTube. Uh, and that seems like a bad idea to just quit everything that I'm doing in my life uh, and then ask you guys to also invest even more time into this. <laughs> uh, um, that's how I would do that. Uh, and then turn it into a podcast and a video podcast and stuff like that. And and people do do that. Like you can go out there and if you want to, you can find video podcasts um, just about tabletop games where people play Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or any of the other numerous, numerous games out there in different settings and things like that. And they're really cool and really interesting. But a lot of those people also do other stuff. Like this is like a side project for them. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to make this my full time thing, I don't think I could do it and then also sustain myself financially. Yeah. But I mean, people, if you think about it, like Lately, I've been watching a lot of um, Philip DeFranco and like a lot of other YouTubers, and they talk about how this was not always their full time job. This was something that they did for fun on the side or whatever over years or months or what have you, and you know, have developed that fan base. And now he has, you know, all of this like office space and a team and, you know, and they're pulling in fantastic numbers, you know, Mm. but to say like, it's not, it's not something that's going to happen overnight that you're going to be able to snap your fingers and have it, you know, and be able to quit your job. There, There again, I think that stuff like... Like Philip DeFranco, Game Grumps, like all the all the YouTube less players that got really successful, PewDiePie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They again were in the exact right place at the exact right time. This was a flash in the pan. This was lightning in a bottle. I don't think today, if I started a YouTube channel of me playing video games, which is something I've thought about doing, I don't think I could become successful at it in a in a monetary sense. I think I, I might be able to get some people to watch me, um, but like that that market is so saturated right now because everyone is doing it um, and no one's really innovating on what it means to do that. And I don't know how to stand out from that crowd because I don't really offer anything that, that they already don't well, provide. I mean, commentary, first of all, is is something to is something to consider because, I mean, you do have a very different opinion than a lot of other people. And to be fair, your banter is, you know, is pretty pretty hilarious <laughs> i i enjoy it 
um, as well as, you know, I know a lot of other people do 12, 12 other people do. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so that's something to consider, but I mean, like there are, there are still lots of people who have become quote unquote YouTube famous just by, you know, being good at what they do. Yeah. I mean, and, and not necessarily from at that time when all, when PewDiePie and, and, uh, Philly D were starting up. Yeah. No, I, I mean, people have definitely made it work. Uh, the the hurdle for me is always going to be taking that first step of actually going out and doing it. Um, I, I'm building a new computer in the process. I'm waiting on a couple of parts because there's some shit that happened. It's, it's not a big deal. Um, and uh, p- when I was designing this build, part of it was that, well, if I ever wanted to stream games on this thing, like go on to Twitch or something like that, mm-hmm. these are probably the parts I should build for that kind of rig. And I got those parts. So theoretically, the capacity for me to do that will now exist. Um, it would take a little bit more work because uh, I'd have to figure out. I don't, I don't know how that actually happens. Like, I don't know how Twitch overlays work. I don't know how um, game capture works, audio capture, that kind of thing. That's stuff I don't have to learn. But I could theoretically do that. Exactly. Um, so I'm giving myself that option. And I have a, a friend at work who actually does do some of that stuff. And he said, we, when that happens, we should totally stream together. And I said, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Marty, I'm, I'm down for that. Like, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet. I'll stream games because... Um, what else am I going to do, right? Uh, you should. You could do Honey Pop. So Twitch actually, they have a list of games that you can't stream on oh, their service and now. That's on there. Honey Pop is on there. Of course it is. Uh, of course it is. Because uh, <laughs> they, they can't show you Splugeon on an anime lady, uh, apparently. I'm sure there are other sites that cater to that, though. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty. It's out there um, if you want it. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. It totally is. Yeah, that, that is. Um... So the original question was, in what ways do you hold yourself back? Um, I, I don't follow through with anything. Um, I'm always I'm always half-assing all most of most of the things that I try and, I, and try and and do. Uh, and I, and that started even when I was young. I I I played guitar for a while, but never I got to a point where I felt like I wasn't getting any better, so I just gave up. Um, same with the piano. Um, I, I used to be okay at playing the piano, but I haven't played in a decade or so, so I've lost all that skill. My writing, I never, I never focus on anything that actually means anything. It's always just stuff for me uh, instead of doing something that I might actually want to show people. But do you enjoy these things? Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, I do. Uh, with relationships, I'm never, I'm never the guy that puts myself forward. Uh, I'm never going to ask a girl out. Probably, it's always been the other way around, and it's always been in very specific circumstances, where basically the like it just it just happens and it, and I have no real control over it. Um, I need to be more assertive about those kind of things. I need to be more confident in myself. I, I'm holding myself back because I I can only kind of see all the things that I think are wrong with me or that I know are wrong with me. Right. Um. And it's impossible for me to kind of accentuate the good parts of my life. Uh. So so yeah, I'm holding myself back by being self-deprecating and hating myself. Uh. In in a major way, that's that's my major flaw is that I just don't like who I am and I don't see why anyone else should either. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I will I will accept that answer. I feel like that is truth. Um looking on my list here, I had another one. When was the last time you lied and why? Like a like a real lie. Yeah. Not like a white lie. Not like a you know, when someone asks how are you and you say, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I not I, like that. I, that's the thing. I try really hard not to do that. Um like if I have to make a big lie, mm-hmm. there has to be a real good reason for it. 
and, and, and it's usually like hence the question yeah it's usually like um uh, um someone will ask me about someone else like oh how's this person doing and i know that they're not doing good and i have to tell the person oh you know it's just a thing that's happening because uh, it's not your place uh, well yeah because it's none of that person's business and also i'm not going to talk about people behind their back so i have to make up something like oh yeah no they're fine and, and, and everything's good and all that crap um so like really big lies that concern me uh oh geez there's the thing is that those lies i don't want to like <laughs> talk about because <laughs> they were lies for a reason uh I never said this would be easy. Yeah, no, I know. Are you exp- exp- you actually, before we started this, you asked me um, what kind of questions were o- off the table, and I told you there's nothing off the table, which is true. Uh, just whether or not I can actually answer it is another another question. Um, I'm trying to think of something recently. Uh, trying to come back to it? Yeah. Like I, I, sometimes people ask me if like, Hey John, are you busy right now? Do you want to go out and so, or and do something? Yeah. That's a white and lie. I'll, and I'll lie like, to them about that because yeah. I don't want to go out or do something. Yeah. Everyone uh, does that. Yeah. That's, that's not really what you're talking about though. No. I like recently, like I can't think of anything in the last like maybe six or seven years. Bullshit. I, <laughs> like, like I don't talk to a lot of people is the thing. I don't have a lot of occasion to lie. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm like I'm you're right I'm sure I have lied about something at some point in the last six years <laughs> uh I uh yeah I, I can think of the big one but that that involves other people that I can't talk about um because I'm not I'm not going to use this podcast to throw people under the bus right um this is just about me so if it affects anyone else I'm not I'm not gonna go there sorry audience uh it's just not gonna happen uh, cause I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not, I'm not here to start beefs with people. Uh, I don't need that drama. <laughs> but you're the kind of guy who says beefs. Yeah. Beefs is it. I'm bringing it back. It's a good term. <laughs> hey, you got some beefs, dog? You want to throw down? Right now. At the pool hall? I think the eye roll that I gave you, like you were looking at the board, but I gave like this, like Liz Lemon eye roll. Like, you know, when she, like, <laughs> there's this one scene where it shows her as a kid and she's like uh, a flower girl or something at a wedding and she's giving like this huge eye roll and like giving like this thumb pointing to someone else. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's, that's the amount of eye roll I just did. What am I, what do you think I'm lying about? I don't think it's, I like, I don't have anything in mind. I just, yeah. I, I just feel like, um, like the little white lies that people tell day to day and like, you know, I'm busy, but it's like, yeah, I'm busy eating chips and watching TV because fuck everybody. Yeah. Like that's not, you know, that's yeah, not like legitimate. Not major. Like everyone, everyone has something yeah. like it's not, it's not. It's human nature. Like we don't, we don't want to hurt the people that you know we're around, or the people that we work with, or you know any of that. But um, a lot of it is like people. Like I'm trying to make things less inconvenient for the people around me. Mm-hmm. So if I have to lie to do that, I will. Yeah, you're very thoughtful towards other people. Uh, yeah, not that's yourself. that's a problem that I need to work on a little bit. Um, so, so the so the lies that I tell are a lot like. Um, like you said, like people asking how you are and, and you know, like, Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm just working and doing all this stuff. But, but then eventually after you, you kind of t- 
talk to me for long enough um, you, and, and you keep getting the same answer, you realize that that's probably not true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try and keep my conversations pretty short in that case. Like I hate small talk so much because I, I don't have anything there for, for people for small talk. Sometimes I feel like at work I'm paid to small talk. Uh, you kind of are, yeah. Uh, it's like the same five questions. Like someone will comment on the weather when they come in and then, you know, you'll ask them what they're looking for or whatever. And then it's, okay, what kind of dog do you have? What are they eating now? What's the issue? You know, like it's it's the same. Oh, yeah. With, with customers, crap. It, with customers, I very rarely have like actual real conversations with them. Like it, that, that doesn't happen a lot. Um, because most of them aren't looking for that, right? Like they, yeah. they, they want in and out. They want just the bare bones, brass tacks. I need this, this, and this. Where are they? Can you help me do this and this? Yeah, totally. And I'm like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Um, they, they don't want my life story. Uh, or at least I don't think they they, they do. Uh, I know some of the guys who work in our, uh, or one of the guys, I should say, who works in our, uh, um, our appliances section. Mm-hmm. He will talk a person's ear off. <laughs> And it seems to end up getting him a lot of sales, but I'm not that guy. Yeah. So I can't do that. Uh, so I probably shouldn't be in sales, but you know, whatever, whatever yeah. I am. So here, <laughs> here we go. Off to the races, John. But yeah, I, I can't think of anything. Like I can think of, the, of, of, big, of that one big stuff. Thing, I can't yeah. think of that one thing that I could probably actually talk about on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Again, maybe we'll come back to that one. Okay. If you could go back in time as yourself mm-hmm. and like uh, fuck everything up like the flash style and talk to your past self, mm-hmm. what would you what would you say? Or like what kind would you like give advice or would you warn or like what? How would that go? What would you do? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd bending fabric and time. I'd, I'd tell him uh, just just relax a little bit. Um, don't take yourself so seriously. Don't take everyone else so seriously. Find the thing that you're passionate about and then just focus on that. Um, don't worry about girls and friends and all that stuff so much um, or, or worrying about looking cool because you're not going to, uh, <laughs> FYI. Heads up. I thought that you were pretty cool. Heads up, heads up buddy. Uh, that's not going to work out for you. Uh, that angle never pans out. No matter, you, you had that there, beard for a while? No matter how many leather jackets cool. and beards you own, there's, there's no... <laughs> Do you have a leather jacket? Yeah, I have several. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen these. <laughs> uh, well, the first one I got was one that my dad had when he was a kid, and he gave it to me. And it was, it was a 10 sizes too big for me, but right. I wore it anyway for a long time. Of course. Uh, and then I went out and bought a couple of my own. Well, most yeah, of did them you put, were, like, cigarettes in the pockets? No, yeah. no, I never smoked. Uh, well, I'm not saying you smoke. Oh, you just, just for the effect. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I never got into like props. Okay. I, yeah, <laughs> I never, I never got that deep into it. Some I prob- people do. I probably should have. Yeah, that probably would have got me laid a lot more uh, in high school <laughs> if I had just pretended that I, I was smoking. And I feel like that's kind of like uh, the partial equivalent to like girls who like stuff their bras and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. Um, well, it's the same like buying a really nice car or something like that. That's, yeah, that's the same thing. Um, uh, yeah, I know I would, I would tell him, like, I don't know if I would warn him about stuff that's going to happen. Like, would I tell him about nine 11? I don't know. What, what could John have done to prevent that? Would Not, you tell him about Donald Trump? No, I don't think he would believe me even at that age. Uh, well, I mean, it depends how young, I, how young are we talking about? How old am I when I, when I come back to myself? Um, let's say 
12. I think 12 is a... 12? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 12-year-old me didn't have the capacity to kind of understand that stuff. I wasn't into politics at the time. Uh, you were still a very intelligent child. I, I, I was probably, yeah, uh, but intelligent in a different way. But, like, Special I'm sure if some stranger came to you and started telling you all this stuff... I wouldn't have believed him in the first place. Yeah, you'd like, probably like, been oh, like... I need an adult. Yeah, don't talk to strangers. Yeah, <laughs> stranger danger, stranger danger. I'd blow my little whistle and then I'd run away. Would you? Did you have a whistle? No, I wish I did. Liar. My, my parents should have given me a whistle. They totally should have. <laughs> um, did, would, you, would you tell your future self? Like, or would, you, would your future self tell tell your 12 year old self that you're you oh yeah that's how i would start but like hey you're not going to believe this kid but i'm i'm you from the future right. um and then i would try and figure out a way to prove that to him somehow maybe i would bring something from the future like a newspaper or a i don't, I don't know um my my health card from the future my my driver's license from the future and it would have my name on it and everything like that and i'd show that to him the paper the day trump becomes president. sure maybe that would maybe, yeah, maybe that would convince 12 year old me if i could if i could just kind of bear down on him and then i i would i would explain to him what's going to happen and i would just tell him to follow through on things i would tell him to never give up give up on playing the piano um start learning how to play the drums immediately um that would be my first piece of advice just do that because uh, I think that the, playing the drums seems like the hardest physical thing that I can think of and I think if I could master that everything else would just kind of fall into place guitar and piano and drawing and writing would seem easy in comparison to actually learning how to play the drums competently so I would just tell him to, to start doing that if I really wanted to get into it I would go farther back and go to like six year old me and tell him to start playing the drums mm -hmm. and just because uh, at six years old I asked my parents if I could get a drum kit and they said no because no parents want to have a drum kit in their basement for their six year old to bang on yeah totally. that's a nightmare uh, and they were totally right to do that um, but but I would I would tell six year old me to force that to happen uh to protest and do everything in your tiny wee six-year-old power until you had a drum set of some kind um in, in whatever variety that is and then and then learn really just fuck everything else don't learn to read don't learn how to do math that stuff will never be useful to you john learn how to play the drums and that's it okay um so everything okay wait let me make sure that i went through all my hard questions first because those are the interesting ones to me um, you know, this is, this doesn't seem like a hard one, but I think it would be a hard one for you. Okay. Um, what's the best compliment you've ever received? Um, the best compliment I ever received was, uh, after my mom's funeral, I, I wrote, uh, the eulogy for, uh, for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I read it out loud. And afterwards, uh, when people, after the, after the service, we had people come back to the home, um, just to hang out for a little while, family, friends, stuff like that. Uh, and pretty much all of them told me uh, that it was the best thing they'd ever heard um, someone do as a live speaking at a funeral. And uh, a couple of them said, you know, I had to stop myself from clapping at the end. Um, and, I, and, and I mean, it's hard for me to take that criticism seriously because obviously everyone would say, oh, what a good job you did because it's your mom's funeral and you and you went up there and spoke. Well, it's different. Like, I was there. Like, I know yeah, how and, it went. And, and, and I, th I think that they were being genuine about it. Yeah. And uh, and I, I, to this day, I think that's the best thing I've ever written. Yeah, it was very um, poignant. Uh, I wrote two versions of it. The first one was very dark uh, and I didn't read that one because uh, I don't think anybody should have to go through that. It was just me dealing with with my internal stuff and and no one should have had to see that so then i i sat down with christine and i and she helped me kind of write a second version of it 
um, that that worked out a lot better. And I think that's the best that's the best compliment I've ever received from someone that I genuinely believe was was true. What is now w- before we talked about um, what's something that you're most proud of? Mm-hmm. Um, what's something that you genuinely like about yourself? My hair. Okay, fuck that. That's not as a person. What is something that you like? About That's a yourself? lie. I don't even really like my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think the beard needs to come back. Oh, I don't know. It was cool. It's so much work. There's there's a there's a period in between having a full grown beard and not having a full grown beard mm-hmm. where it looks awful. <laughs> uh, for the listener, there was a, a time period for about I'd say a year maybe where I had a a full full ass beard. And well, the, and your hair was shaggy too. And my you hair was like really long. Yeah, I, I got aviators and more <laughs> aviators. It was pretty great. <laughs> it was funny. It was a good look. Uh, but the reason I did that is because I, I got I got really sick for like two weeks. I was like bedridden, just couldn't do anything, including getting up and shaving. So at that point, there was no point to shave because I didn't want to. And then at, that, at the end of that two weeks, I had gone through that phase of having this weird scraggly mess. And now it was a beard. And then I just let it go. And it just it just happened, and by the end of it, I had this ridiculous fucking beard. <laughs> um, so the the work that it would require to, to me to get back to that point would be difficult, especially now that I have a job where my appearance matters, according to my boss. Which he, he fuck that guy. Yeah, he legally wasn't Sorry. allowed to tell me that, uh, and he and he he said I, I can't like the Home Depot can't tell you what to wear, but we have a certain look that we're going for. I was like, oh okay, good for you. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said that because they're getting in trouble for that, but whatever. Um, yeah, that's funny. I might I might have to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, but but yeah, the the work that it, w- it would take to maintain that and go back to it, uh, I don't know if it's worth it at this point. Um, so the original question before we got off on the beard on the beards, tangent, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your favorite? Oh, like, favorite. what what's something that you like about yourself personally? Uh, I like my sense of humor. I think I think I'm a a generally a genuinely funny person um but but well i am and I, i'm not a lot of people don't think the things that i think are funny are funny but the things that i really really find funny like the stuff that has me on the floor in tears mm-hmm. um it's usually stuff that i'm like on the internet late at night uh that i find by myself and i think it's the funniest thing that i've ever seen at the time and then i show it to someone else like yeah that's that's pretty funny like no one ever really gives me the reaction that i want where i'm like no you don't understand like i like this changed my life like you're sleep deprived at three in the morning on youtube (laughs) it's true like it's probably what it is it's 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 me in that like outside of the the zone that i'm in that thing probably isn't as funny as i think it is but in that moment it is the funniest thing that i've ever seen or heard or read uh, and and all I want to do is listen to that same thing over and over again because it gives me that same feeling again. I, I just get goosebumps up my arms and it's awesome. Um, so I love I love cool. my, I love my sense of humor and no one Good. can take that away from me. Good. I dare you to try. Um, what was the best day of your life? Uh, I don't know. There's been a lot of stuff, man. Uh, the first time I got to ride in an airplane, uh, I was like maybe 11 years old mm-hmm. uh, and I really wanted to be a pilot when I was a kid that was like my my dream job as a child right. uh, and they had this thing at the it was some small airfield where they're like yeah pay $25 and we'll take you up in a in a little Cessna or something like that 
Um, but I was like terribly ill at the time and my parents had already booked it, but then I got sick. I had like strep throat and I was like, oh, I can't do it. And they forced me to go. Uh, they were like, no, Good. John, like you're doing this. Uh, you're like, you're going to regret not doing this for the rest of your life if you don't do it now. Uh, and they were totally right. Cause, cause it was the, it was the fucking best thing ever. That feeling of just taking off for the first time and leaving the ground is, is fucking incredible. And it's something that will, will stay with me for the rest of my life. Um, but, but that seems kind of silly too. Like there are probably better moments like... I don't know. Uh, oh, the first time I fell in love, it was really good. <laughs> uh, Typical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't have like a, I don't really have anything else I, I can think of. I don't have like a moment where like, oh, I watched my son get born or something like that. No, I don't have that. Right. <laughs> or do you? No, not that I know of. It's totally possible, but I don't think so. Yikes. Yeah. You never, <laughs> you never know, man. Like, I've, I've been with ladies who have, at the same time, been with several other guys at the same time. So at uh, the same time, well, not at the same uh-huh. physical time, yeah. but like they like they were not seeing me exclusively, uh, and at least one of them is pregnant or has has a has a child that, time frame wise, you know, could have been mine. <laughs> statistically, <laughs> statistically, it's possible. That's funny. Uh, it's it's very unlikely because I was pretty careful about that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you're but you're a bit of a worrywart, so I imagine. Totally. That. Yeah, I'm totally paranoid about that shit. Um, so I, I try to be really good at it. I'm not always the best at it. Sex is hard, guys. Uh, maybe we'll get into that someday <laughs> about my sex life and how weird it is. Yikes. Yeah. Um, maybe that'll be a, a John Alone podcast when you don't have to sit here and watch me do that. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Sorry. Um. <laughs> This one, I'm, I'm curious. Um, what is the origin story of you and Travis? Oh, well, I, and that's me assuming that Travis is your best friend because I'm pretty yeah. sure he is. Yeah. Okay. So, origin story, huh? Yeah. Uh, so Travis Corman, calling him out, uh, is is my best friend and has been since since we first met. <laughs> uh, so like. I don't know, 20 years ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't that long. Uh, it was, it was maybe, when did we meet? So, so, uh, so Travis is going to be probably the next uh, guest on the podcast, unless I have Chelsea on for a third time in a row, which is totally possible too. Um, depending on how this goes, right? maybe she, maybe she doesn't want to anymore. You never know. That's not true. I enjoy this. Yeah. Well, that's what you say. Yep. Your, your eyes tell a different story. Do they? <laughs> Getting a lot of eye rolls today, everybody. <laughs> um, but so yeah, Travis and I met in grade two. Uh, I moved from where I originally lived, um, still here in Winnipeg, but but from a, a different area of the city, up into the current location where I live, uh, and that meant changing schools. So uh, um, in grade two, I came to a new school, met a bunch of new people, one of them being uh, Travis. And we kind of hit it off right away. I think everybody really liked Trav. I think he's a really likable person. Um, even back then, he was still a really likable guy. Uh, and also, he happened to live like so. so we had a we, there was a big field in the school, as, uh, as schools often have. Um, and then around outside the fence, there were just uh, rows of houses, and people's backyards were directly facing the school. And Travis happened to live in one of those houses, so we could literally at the end of every day go from the schoolyard directly to his house in a couple of seconds because we could just scale the fence or go around through his front door so inevitably his place became the place to hang out um he had two brothers has two brothers um and they had all the video games and all the crap that we wanted to do so that became our our hangout spot 
Uh, and I also lived really close to um, to the school that we went to. So like hanging out with him just became a default because we would just go to each other's houses whenever we wanted to because it was just two minutes walking distance from each other's place. Of course, we're going to spend every fucking minute together. Um, and I think like after, I think like two weeks after we met each other, I, I just said, hey, do you want to be best friends? And he said, yeah, sure. It's like stepbrothers. <laughs> and, then, and then we did. And then we haven't turned back. Uh, but but you still didn't answer the question. What what was the origin story? Like, what happened when you guys first met? Like, who who initiated a conversation? What did you guys say? What happened? Like, how, how did that work? That's a deep dive. I, I'm pretty sure I was the first one. I, I'm pretty sure I approached him um, just because I was trying to approach anybody who I thought might talk to me because uh, I... I really, I like, I really didn't know anybody. A lot of those, a lot of the kids in the school had come from like grade schools and stuff with some of the people in that classroom, but I really didn't know anyone because I was coming from a different part of the city, different school district, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I really had no idea what I was doing. Uh, but Trav and I, I don't think we, I don't think we were sitting together at the first couple of, of months. Um, he was with some other people, uh, and I don't, I don't really know what attracted us to each other, but I, but somehow we started a conversation and found out we kind of liked all the same stuff. We were both into video games and Star Wars and, and Dragon Ball Z and all that all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. That you're still into that now. That we're still into now. Yeah. Uh, and we just really connected on some weird level and just kind of immediately knew, I think, for both of us. I mean, we'll have to ask him when, when he comes in. Yeah, we it totally like we yeah. we just we totally clicked immediately, and we're like, yeah, this is the this is the dude that I'm going to spend the rest of my life <laughs> with. Uh, like like this this is it, man. And and now like we just had dinner yesterday with him and his girlfriend. Um, I had dinner with him and his girlfriend yesterday. Nobody else came out, but you know whatever, that's fine. And and I was at a concert. Screw you. Yeah, yeah, fine. Um, and 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 we're still pretty much into the same stuff like our lives have taken different paths he's a very he, i think he's a very different person than he was back then um for a lot of reasons that we'll get into on his episode maybe if he wants to talk about himself i'm looking forward to that yeah um but but he hasn't really changed that much he's still this kind of dorky guy even though he doesn't look like it anymore uh when, when we first met like he was this really small skinny kid with braces and and his like bleach blonde hair <laughs> Uh, and pale skin, and I was this like early two thousand. Yeah, right? I, I and he had like frosted tips and shit. Well, oh my God. Yeah, I, I, I was this tall, lanky, dark skin, dark hair, kind of wobbly motherfucker. Uh, and so we were kind of polar opposites in that respect. Uh, and then, then once puberty hit, he shot past me, and now he's taller than I am, and he's all buff and shit, and it pisses me off because I still look, I still look pretty much the same as I did. <laughs> I haven't really grown much since about. Uh, since I was maybe 15 or 16 years old, I've been pretty much the same size and shape uh, since then. Um, but yeah, our, our origin story is that that we both just happened to be kind of the same person at the same time, mm-hmm. and kind of saw that in each other, and then just became the fastest of friends since then, uh, and 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 will continue to do so until the day we die, I believe. Um. And then since 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 I'm here, I'm gonna be a little um, not not selfish. That's not the right no. Word. Be selfish, but Go for it. Um, I'd like to hear I'd like to hear your version of our origin story. Like of uh, like I my brother is um, is in your friends group, uh-huh. and then after a while, I kind of became 
well, years later, I became part of a little bit of, yep. of that group. And I'm wondering if you remember. I totally remember. Like when we when we yep. when we first officially met. Yeah. And like I'm, our origin friend story. Well, I'm 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 we're, I think we're talking about the same night, but uh, we had known each other before that just through proximity of your brother because I would come over to your house all the time. Yeah, and like hang the out. waves. Yeah, yeah, you know, like the same way, like, oh, this is my friend Chris's little sister, um, you know. Hi. Yeah. That's the that's the uh, Yeah, that is the same way that I think at that age all guys are kinda like that, where like, uh, some guy has a sister, I'm not you know, whatever. She's not gonna play video games with us. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so who cares? Yeah. Um uh but then yeah, uh so it was your brother's birthday i think or someone's birthday that night uh and i was over at your house um hanging out but the it wasn't well, it wasn't my core group of friends it was your brother his girlfriend and then some of their friends and i didn't really know any of them or like some of them mm-hmm. and i didn't really want to be in that room with them for very very long but yeah. i also felt compelled to kind of be there well and everyone's drinking it was like his 18 yeah yeah that's i shouldn't a, be feeding you this i want to know no, what you remember you know, th- th- I, I do remember that so I, I i'm a little bit older than most of my friends so i was the first one to turn 18 i was the first one to get a driver's license the first one to get a car uh so i started i started illegally drinking before everyone else uh and i also became the guy who bought all of all of the booze for all of the underage right, people yeah. uh because it was me or nobody so uh that's that's how i got popular yeah <laughs> is, I bet. is becoming is becoming uh is becoming the designated drink getter uh yeah significantly before yeah everyone which else. yeah which is a, a role i filled quite well i think uh i'm i'm all about underage drinking guys <laughs> whoop, whoop. Whoop. Um, so yeah, so they were drinking and they're talking about crap that I didn't care about. So I would find myself oftentimes just wandering out of the basement that we were hanging out in and coming, hanging out with you in the living room where you were just kind of sitting and listening to music. And I think like playing on a laptop or something. I, I, I was, I think I was doing homework. Yeah, probably something like that. And I would just come up and start interrupting you and start talking to you and, and, and we really got into it and, uh, we kind of clicked right away, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out you were a totally cool person who I could relate to. Uh, and I was like, yeah, this is totally fine. She's just an awesome girl. Uh, and it was way more interesting than anything we were doing in the basement. So I ended up spending most of that night actually, uh, talking to you instead of talking to your brother and his <laughs> friends which I, I've always felt kind of bad about because I think I bet it made me look like a fucking weirdo that I would just leave the basement for 10 or you know like 15 20 minutes at a time <laughs> and do nothing like, yeah, like and then just, just like magically and then, reappear. And then just come back and they'd be like oh what's John doing upstairs by himself <laughs> <laughs> just hanging out in the dark <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah I totally I totally remember that being the first time we kind of connected as as people uh and then it went from there, I guess. But but even after that, we didn't spend a whole lot no. of time together until you started going to West K, which happened, I think, in my last year of, of yeah. going to school there as you showed up in grade nine. Um, you were like one of the only people who would talk to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we I, I remember you coming to hang out with us in the... Um, uh, I forget what the name of that room was, but it was it the was like multi-purpose the multi-purpose room. room. Yeah, that was adjacent to the the principal's office, which was always <laughs> fun because you could hear what we were doing in there, which always was wasn't always good. Uh, I and mean, I we, don't think it stopped anyone. No, no. I mean, we never got really. I don't think anyone in that school ever really got super crazy about anything. We were all pretty well behaved. I think. Uh, I remember people smoking weed in there. Oh yeah. Well, 
I remember uh, I I remember uh, people in our English class uh, who we, we and during our one of our English classes. Is this in, a Burton English class? No, okay. no, this is uh, Miss Kennedy, I think. Okay. Well, it's just because he he's a very different. He's a very different teacher. Yes, uh, that's for sure. Uh, he he's he's a teacher that you would see in like a movie, like yeah, the the burnout. <laughs> yeah, the burnout. Like, oh, I'm cool with the kids. I'm hip. Yeah. To the jazz. I was in a band. I was and in I a band. Took yeah. too much acid. And now, now and now I can teach these kids some cool stuff. <laughs> About like fairies and shit. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to tell them to rip the pages out of their textbooks and stand on their desks <laughs> kind of teacher. Um, but no, Miss Kennedy was the opposite of that because she was completely inept and shouldn't have been a teacher. Yeah. Uh, which means we just walked all over her and did whatever we wanted. Uh, including there were some of the, uh, I was never really into weed. I've never smoked weed in my life. Um, I've had plenty of opportunities to. Uh, I've chosen not to for no particular reason. I have nothing against it. I don't think it's a bad thing to do. Uh, I think out of the things you could put into your body, it's probably the least harmful, even compared to alcohol. Uh, and prescription drugs, and in prescription, my opinion. Uh, and prescription drugs, yeah. It, it's way better than those, for sure. Um, so, hey, if you if you like to smoke a bliff, uh, <laughs> go for it. I'm not going to judge you. Um, but also, don't get in my face about it when I when I say, oh, no, thanks, none for me, don't be like, what's wrong? Are you a square man? Are you, are you a cop? It's like, no, uh, I just, I don't want to, thank you. Don't try and pressure me into shit, okay? I'm oh, not yeah. I'm not going to fucking... Respect each other's yeah, opinions. come on. Um, but there were a bunch of kids in that class who did do that. Um, none of them were really close friends of mine, but I did know them. And one day, they just had a bag of weed in the classroom, uh, and... It, the teacher was there, so they couldn't smoke it. So instead, they just started eating the raw... Oh, my God. Like, just everything, the whole bag. They just put it in their mouths, chewed it, and swallowed it. What a waste. An entire that's bag hilarious. of weed. I don't even know if you can get high from doing no, that. You like, can't. that's not how you absorb that stuff. Yeah, no. That's but but they just ate an entire... What I, I would have tasted really bad. Like, yeah. Like, what I assumed at the time to be a large amount of marijuana. Right. They just ingested. Uh, and then proceeded to act crazy. But there again, I think there was just like a psychosomatic kind of thing where they're like oh we we took some weed totally, now yeah. we're now we're high and it's like no you guys are just assholes <laughs> and that ended in like people jumping out of windows and stuff um oh good yeah we were on the second story and people would like open the window and then like slide out and, and shimmy down a, a drain pipe or something like that uh one of the kids just straight up jumped out of the window and like really fucked up his leg when he did that uh yikes yeah that that was the that was the classroom where everything was really fucked uh and it was crazy and we shouldn't have been there but that's the only time that stuff like that has happened. <laughs> I got off on a tangent. Um, but yeah, that's how that's how we met. Yeah. I um I specifically remember um I had this so I I was a very troubled youth. <laughs> like I was I was very sad and um you know, all that kind of stuff, anxious mm-hmm. and I didn't have any friends and you know all of that dumb shit. And of course, I listened to you know uh, of of the time emo music. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember your My Chemical Romance uh, love. Yeah, in that was, time period, it was a phase. I didn't say anything about it though. I appreciate it. <laughs> At the time, I don't think I would have been able to handle handle criticism for that. Hey man, you like what you like. I I've got nothing against people who like terrible music. Totally. Yeah, and I remember like near near the end of the night it was just like oh my god I actually have someone that I can talk to and I did the most embarrassing thing ever and I took out this journal that I had of like dumb 
poems that you write when you're an adolescent <laughs> you're like a 14 year old girl <laughs> and uh and and I showed you them and then afterwards I immediately was just like that is the single most stupidest thing I have ever done in my entire life and I still have that fucking book <laughs> I, I I had a similar book, but I never showed it to anybody. Yeah. Uh, and then I also I also burned it a few years ago, so <laughs> it's gone. I feel like it's part of growing up. Like there's this, um, there's this. Um, it, it was originally a, a movement that people did, and they were reading. Um, they would do readings in like a bar. Slam poetry. No, of. <laughs> Uh, from from their journals as oh. as teenagers, I can't remember the name of uh, of what it was, but um, those ha- are absolutely hilarious, and that is the reason why I keep that book. <laughs> you should, yeah, because one day when I'm you know when I'm older, like right now, it's still still too fresh, but like <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, ten years from now, I'm going to be peeing myself laughing about that drunk <laughs> on a stage <laughs> telling everyone. Yeah, no, I, I remember us talking about music a lot. And and then writing and things like that. Because um, even then, even then, I was writing a lot too. But I, I was going through this phase where I was like, I would write some stuff, but then immediately throw it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was just I was just putting stuff down on paper, and I was like, oh no, that's terrible, and it's all awful, and it probably was because you know, sixteen-year-old John, not gonna, not gonna really impress anybody with his <laughs> his ability to put words to paper. Uh, and I immediately got rid of it because I felt like if I hang on to this stuff. I'm always going to be using it as a reference to what I was at some point. Mm -hmm. And if I get rid of it, I can move past it without ever having to go back to it. Now I kind of regret that because I kind of wish I still had some of those like binders and binders and binders of of, of work that I did. To see how Just to to look at it and just to show some people this terrible stuff and have a good story about it because I can't remember any of it. Um, but, But at the same time, I probably wasn't wrong in that no. moving forward is always the thing I should be doing. And I think that was my attempt to do that. Um, so I, yeah, I got rid of a lot of that, a lot of that stuff over the years. Um, you know, in as showy and violent a way as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that you burned it. That's <laughs> very exciting. Yeah. Um, what is a controversial opinion that you have? You, I, I know you as, um, as a, a very opinionated person and a very educated person on, you know, the ongoings of, of the world. And I try to be, and I always, um, I always feel like typically your opinions are, are more or less accurate. Like not that an opinion is Mm. right or wrong, but I feel like yours are mostly right. I think there are some that are wrong, but um, I'm I'm curious what a controversial opinion opinion that you have something that most people wouldn't agree with. Uh, I don't know if I can answer that because uh, like in my mind all of my opinions are not controversial. <laughs> in my mind, my opinions are are straight and narrow. Uh, probably probably something about uh, well, okay. So I'm a I'm a, a middle class white male, so my opinions about racial tension and things like that aren't very valid, uh, just because it's never been a thing that I've had to deal with. No, no one has ever denied me anything. No one has ever uh, pointed me out as something that I'm not because of the color of my skin or my gender or my sexual orientation. Uh, so I've never had to have that struggle. So I feel like my opinions on those things are skewed towards my life experiences as a single white male. 
or uh, a straight white male, I should say. Uh, so I feel weird talking about those things in settings where there are people in the room or listening who have had to deal with that stuff. Like, like me talking about women's issues doesn't accomplish anything because I'm not a woman and I can't ever know what it's like to be that. But it's about having a conversation. Yeah. It's not necessarily about who's right and who's wrong. Yeah. Well, sometimes it is. Like, but okay, so well, I mean, we can go into like, okay, my opinions on abortion. I think abortion should be way easier than it currently is. I think it should be accessible to everyone for free. Uh, anyone who needs it should get it. Um, like, no questions asked. That's uh, a controversial opinion in the fact that there are people out there who think it's a sin and that it shouldn't be even possible for someone to do. Uh, but but it's not. But but like that's an easy controversy, right? Yeah. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head where like where there's like a gray area really because all, all the controversial opinions I have it's like well the people who think this is controversial are on the far opposite side of my opinion yeah it's not like they're kind of close to me but they're like well John I think you might be wrong about this and this and this um you're it, pretty liberal I, I guess I am I I don't know if I see myself that way but I I guess I am pretty far left leaning um I, I believe in in humanity's ability to govern itself, and I, I believe in humanity's ability to make smart and right decisions, uh, even against clearly the evidence piling up that we aren't capable of doing those things uh, anymore. I, I don't know. We used to, we used to. I felt like we used to care more about stuff like that. We used to be more on the right side of 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 justice and the right side of. Our, our our own belief in our in our humanity and now we're starting to question that and we're being afraid of things do you think that could be because we're um there's a lot more media now where maybe everyone can share their dumb opinion yeah. their dumb uninformed opinions about that, that probably has something to do with it yeah uh, i mean i mean if everyone has a voice then no one's voice can be heard right uh so so but, but I mean when you talk about the media you talk about the people who are those stations have to pander to well, not specific e- audiences right not even not even that just like social media of like people mm. being able to say whatever they want in 140 characters or less yeah exactly um with most of the time little repercussion yeah um I I think that's probably that, that's the nail on the head right is that there there's no accountability anymore Mm -hmm. uh everyone is an anonymous ghost on the internet and they can say and do whatever they want um so so you can have really terrible vitriolic uh opinions about things and there's no real repercussions for you for for feeling those ways even for presidential even for presidential candidates as it turns out um yeah it turns out you can actually have a face and a voice and and still say some of the worst things that a human being has ever uttered into a microphone. And not only uh, will you be accepted for it, but you will be rewarded for it. Uh, that's a super frustrating thing. So, so yeah, yeah, I, I think that's that's probably probably why it's so hard to kind of parse out um, like-minded people. Uh, and well, the other thing is that I, I'm also surrounding myself with people who are like-minded. Mm-hmm. I, like my Twitter account is full of people who feel pretty much the same way that I do which 
is not a healthy thing to do. You should have opposing opinions. Should you, I, I want people well, to... it's Twitter. Yeah, it is, but 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 it's also Twitter. Like, there's so many people using that platform to say so many things, even if they are inconsequential in terms of scope and what they're capable of putting through as information. Right. But, but it's the way people communicate now, and so we kind of have to accept that and deal with it. Um, but but I want I want to have contra. You want to be challenged. I want to be challenged. Like I, I have a friend Brendan who, out of my group of friends, he's probably the farthest right leaning person that I know. Um, and he and I have really interesting conversations because we both respect each other and we both know how to have a conversation where we aren't shouting at each other. Although sometimes we do do that. Uh, <laughs> you said do 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 poop poo shit. Okay. <laughs> Just had to get that out of my system. That's okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, like, I don't know, what are, what are opinions that I have that you think are controversial? I don't know. I was, yeah. I, I didn't, like I said before, like most of these questions, I didn't have anything in mind. Some mm. of them I was just curious about. Some of them I thought would be um, not necessarily helpful to you, but to be um, interesting podcast topics no, and also sure. kind of like autobiographical, right? Like to get people to know. A little bit about a little bit more about you to give you a little bit more insight of things that you don't think about every day and 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 such. Um, but I didn't I didn't have any specific controversial opinion in mind. I, I think it's I, I think it's hard for me to come up with that just because no one in my friend circle is really opposing me on anything that I'm saying. Which, yeah. Which you guys should start doing because I'm wrong a lot. Okay. Uh, but but I yeah can do that. That's yeah if, if if I think if I had if I had sat down with more people who, who didn't think the way that I did, I think I get this at work sometimes where I listen to some people talk about politics and things, which I don't engage in at work because mm-hmm. there's no point. Uh, and I see a lot of them having, having uh, opinions that I really, really aggressively don't agree with. Me too. Um, and that's frustrating, but also my ability to work with those people on a daily basis is more important than me voicing my opinion about politics or culture or race or anything like that um yeah there, there's some stuff i could talk about but again talking about my work is hard because i don't want to get in trouble yeah, <laughs> with yeah. anybody for sure um next next question next question <laughs> uh skip no like pass pass no i'm just kidding oh um <laughs> oh oh you're asking me yeah <laughs> oh no yeah no let's do it <laughs> um if you if you could have the answer to any question. Next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> if you could have the answer to any question, what would it be? Oh. Oh. As big or as small as you'd like that to be. So, I mean, the obvious one is why are we here? I don't I don't want the answer to that question. Uh, I don't think we should know. Because we don't we, we shouldn't know. Yeah. Uh you'd fucking tell everyone you dick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would go I would go kind of existential on it, like like assuming that I'm going to get the answer, I just need uh, I need to know if we're going to be okay, uh, and I mean that in the broadest sense possible. Uh, are we as a species? Or are we as people? Am I as an individual? Are are we going to be okay in like, your lifetime? At any point in human history, like is okay. is is, is, is are, are we going to get to a point where where things are all right, or or is is human life just this series of us hurtling over ourselves? and creating speed bumps in our own society and denigrating our citizens to a point where they become disenfranchised. Is that what we are? Uh, if so, like great. Um, but, 
but is there actually hope? That's that would be my question. Do is is there? And I don't even need like a specific answer, mm-hmm. like just a yes or a no. That that would be enough, because um, that would take a lot of weight off my shoulders, and I'd feel a lot better, even having the answer that I don't want out of it. What, um, what is your definition of the of of the world, the human race being okay? Uh, what ma- like. There's a lot of things that make us not okay. Yeah. But like, what would okay look like? Uh, one in one in where where we take so first of all we take care of all the basic needs. Uh, everyone has clean water. Everyone has food. Everyone has shelter. Um, all 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 of the basic humanity stuff that we need to survive is is taken is taken care of, and we've done it in a way that doesn't destroy anything. Like we've done it in a way that doesn't affect the environment. We've done it in a way. Um, where where the planet we're on we're synergistic with um, we're not fighting against mother nature anymore uh, we, we, we just exist coexist with the world around us and we've accepted that this is how we do things and this is the right way um, that's first secondly um, we're taking care of our own um, in every sense of the word so from a medical standpoint do people have access to health care both physical and mental um, do, do we have access to the help that we need when we need it, or do we have to struggle for that in our society? Is that still something we have to fight for? Is Are, are we fulfilled? And, and that could mean a lot of things. Are, are we fulfilled mentally? Are we fulfilled spiritually? Are we fulfilled physically? Uh, do, do, do we feel happy with who we are as a society and as a people? Do we feel okay with the way we treat each other? Um, like... Are, are, are we still looking at each other with divisive lines or have we, have we kind of accepted each other for who we are and and stop, stop stop trying to put barriers up between ourselves and saying like, oh, this person's different because they have different opinions or because they they choose to do something differently than I do or, or they, look, or they different. look different or they are different than I am. Um, are we still focusing on those things or have we kind of said, this is how human beings are. We're all inclusive. Um We'll, we won't exclude anybody for any reason. Like, are, are we okay with who we are as people? Is, is that something we can get to? Is that even an achievable thing? I don't know. Uh, probably not. But but can we get better? I, I would I would accept getting better. Right. I, I, I don't want perfect necessarily because I realize that's an unfair standard. But can we get better at being better people? Um, that's what I want to know. Is it possible to do that? That is legitimate. um that's a more like not that i expected an immature answer but i think that's a very (laughs) that's a very interesting one uh how big is spider-man's dick uh that's what i want to know that's something we all want to know i think does he have one is it there does it shoot webs (laughs) i mean he must right because mary jane wouldn't stick around well yeah well i mean like maybe if you maybe like nothing happened you know what i mean like (laughs) We're not gonna. She's okay. okay with having a Ken doll who's also Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's like, as long as it looks like it's there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now um, a little more of the the easier e- easier questions. Less quote unquote. Yeah, well, less personal, I think. Um, if you invented a brainwashing machine, who would you use it on, if anyone at all? Um. The uh, the electoral college, <laughs> no. the president yeah, of yeah, the United yeah, Donald States. Trump. <laughs> uh, no, I'd use a I'd use a brainwashing machine on, 
I don't, maybe myself. I don't know. <laughs> just start start from blank. Just a clear wipe. I don't have any memories of anything ever. Yeah. And I'm just a totally new person. Because yeah. I, I think any, I think anything else would be really selfish, right? Like if I just yeah, like, but I mean, like this a isn't person. a hero complex. This is oh. like well, I mean, like you do have that hero complex. You always have, but I like so, yeah. what? I I don't know. Uh, on someone who did something really bad, um, maybe like. Uh, George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy too. I don't know. I don't know what that would accomplish though. Like wiping his memory wouldn't wipe like the no, stuff. No, it's brainwashing he... though. Like, oh, brainwash. Oh, brainwashing him into doing something. Well, no, just brainwashing in general. If you if you invented a brainwashing machine. Oh, oh, sorry. I was thinking like I was thinking like on? like memory wiping people. Uh, a, Way a to listen, brain- John. Yeah, a brainwashing machine. Uh, yeah, I would I would brainwash politicians into being decent human beings. That's what I would do. That'd be difficult. Yeah, it would be. Uh, but but that's 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 what I would do. And then I guess I would have to d- decide what a decent human being is. Do you think that people have to have empathy to be able to be brainwashed? Yeah. Well, no, no, because the, when the brainwash will will you'll you'll implant empathy into them if you want to. Okay. Yeah. If if they don't if they don't have it, uh, feel like inception. I mean, yeah, I mean maybe that's getting into a finer point of <laughs> into like, the science of brainwashing. Of like, of like yeah, of like what is empathy actually? Like is it a yeah. chemical reaction in your brain that maybe you just don't have the capacity to have? Yeah. Uh, in which case you're a psychopath. Uh, right. So maybe I couldn't fix that, but but if I, if they had the capacity for it, I could I could just increase the amount of empathy that they have, and then and then that would fix that problem. So so yeah, I I, I would brainwash some major politician or or someone who had an enormous amount of power who maybe wasn't using it properly mm-hmm. uh who could make a difference in the world um like who's that guy who uh the one guy who raised the cost of that aids medication like oh by yeah that guy he actually just he told he told people on twitter that he would release um these albums of un- the wu-tang clan album that he got that's the, on, that only has one copy of it in existence wu-tang he claimed that he had unreleased nirvana and beatles yeah, songs and yeah. all of this and he can't even release them because he already has agreements with them yeah that, that was part of the thing of getting the, I, I think he did yeah, re- fuck that i think he did release like one of the wu-tang tracks it, it was um he played like 15 second clips in random oh, YouTube videos. Oh, that he okay. Well, yeah, I would brainwash, I would brainwash that guy into using his, like I assume evil billions of dollars to turn <laughs> it into a, a, a positive. Uh, cause, cause if anybody needs to, to have some positivity in their life, um, that guy needs to kind of tip the scales a little bit more. Um, so yeah, that's what I, that's what I would do. Cool. Um, that kind of leads into the next question I had, which was, if we could screen babies for psychopathic or sociopathic tendencies, uh-huh. should we? And what would we do about uh, it? You're getting into some dark territory here. I know. I'm uh, curious. This, this is genetics. Is and this controversial? Uh, yeah, it totally is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's like, it's, you could say the same thing about screening them. If like, could you scream if they're homosexual or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Which is just as dark. Um, but I'm, we're not talking about that. No. Uh, y- yeah. Uh, if they, if, if so, so yes, I think we should screen them if they have the capacity for those things. Mm-hmm. But then what we choose to do with that information is different. Um, because just because someone has the capacity to be a psychopath doesn't necessarily mean that they're a violent psychopath or that they are capable of hurting other human beings right, in physical manners. Rights. Yeah. Um, so then you get into the whole like minority report of like precog crimes and things like that. Or, like, do we do we go to prevention? I think prevention is a is the only way to really solve most crimes. 
Um, but there's a limit on how far you can go with that. So, so yeah, let's screen people to see if they're psychopaths and then maybe tag them as such somehow, mm-hmm. but not necessarily act on it right away. Gotcha. And then, Wait and see. Yeah, and then we could actively work with them to try and solve that problem a little bit, which, I mean, you can probably only go so far. Would it be like a... like? in like on their driver's license would it be like maybe uh would there be a database of of sociopathic sure i mean even that's a dark road to go down because then you're categorizing people and putting them into a system which we do do anyway what like how you think that would work yeah yeah um um, yeah we would probably have to have a database somewhere and they would have to have um they would they would have to have at least i'd say monthly checkups depending on on their how, how severe it is uh, and they would they would be in a program with doctors and therapists and things like that working with them to work through those issues uh, and making sure that they didn't act out on any impulsive kind of uh, things like that and maybe some of them would end up doing that anyway but then we would be able to 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 act on that quicker than we can right now because we'd have them in a system where we could be like okay yes this person screens for these patterns uh, and they acted on them so now we can act accordingly from there the the more information we have about that kind of thing the better because then we can act quicker and act more intelligently on that information Um, so yeah I I would totally do that absolutely cool Um, if you could live in a TV show or a movie like in their world yeah what which would you choose? Uh, Pokemon, for real? Yeah, uh, when I was a kid watching Pokemon, I I was right at the I was at the ripe age uh, when Pokemon came around, where I was exactly right there when that was happening, and yeah. I was exactly the right space and time for it, and I vividly remember having a deep deep desire to be have that world be real, uh, and if you look at it, like they live in a fucking utopian fucking future, totally, yeah, where er- like there's free magic healthcare, um like there's there's war i guess technically or, or in some of the games in the later ones they imply that there was a war mm-hmm. and but that's over now and and now it's just hey this 12 year old can roam around the country by himself um just battling abusing pokemon animals. abusing animals <laughs> yeah like okay yeah, there's, there's, there's the dark part of it where it's like do the pokemon have free will and do they want to go to battles and some of them are dying and if you if you read the original manga for it like the original character red like when he fights brock in the first battle like he kills that onyx he grinds him into dust it's awful i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the cartoon where yeah, it, yeah. where it's this beautiful fucking euphoric world of of incredible just just perfectness uh, and that's what i i would do off the top cool. of my head i could yeah, probably yeah, yeah. i could probably think of better ones I don't know. but that's the one i would i would think about i know some people are like oh i want to live in the game of thrones universe no you don't no no you don't you die there, everyone dies everyone dies or like or like gets sick from diseases and dysentery and shit like and that's, that's not it. what you want yeah yeah you're not khaleesi <laughs> don't tell me who i'm not well um what are three fictional characters you relate with most uh, uh, Hannibal, uh, <laughs> Dexter, and no, <laughs> all murderers. Yeah. Okay. Um, fictional characters that I relate to most. Oh, this is tough. I, I, I try and see myself in a lot of fictional characters, but I, I don't really find it very often. Uh, just cause I, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to see myself in other people. Um, God, there's so many to choose from. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah, hard. Look at your wall. I know it's so hard. Uh, what are some good ones? What are some good ones that actually make sense? Scott Pilgrim. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's excellent. Scott Pilgrim. I totally relate to Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Probably more than any fictional character ever. Uh, <laughs> I'm so smart. Look yeah, at that. you are so smart. I, I totally blanked out on it, but you're totally right. Scott fucking Pilgrim. That, that's my number one with a bullet. Uh, I, 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 I read those comics. I watched that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It has issues, but I think it's it's fucking. Overall, ama- I think yeah. it's fucking amazing. Amazing soundtrack. I, I listen to the soundtrack all the time. It's so good. I wish those bands were real. Um, and not just made up by Beck. Um, so yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Um, who are some other good characters that I really relate to? Uh, there's there's probably a whole bunch of anime characters that I kind of relate to, but maybe not because a lot of anime characters are pretty one dimensional. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're like, oh, here's the person who really likes bread. That's their whole thing. Uh, yeah, they have this one quirk about they them. They have this that. one quirk yeah. about them, and that's their entire personality. Yeah. I, I, we're, I'm going to have a whole episode about anime uh, one of these days, and it's going to be glorious. <laughs> I'm sure Chris would be a good person to talk to. Yeah, that. that's true. I, sh- I should have your brother on for that one, because him, him or Vince, I think, uh, would probably be good for that. Um, but yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I'm trying to look at my wall here. <laughs> Probably uh, Mal Reynolds from from Firefly. Yeah. I really like his style. I really like the great thing about that show. Yeah, but is do you relate to him? I do. I do. Yeah, I relate to his kind of struggle with with the kind of darker side of who he is and the things that he's done in his life, mm-hmm. and his strive to still be a good person in a world that doesn't permit good people. Um, well, like yes, he's a criminal. But he's very much the Robin Hood character of trying to to fight against a, a greater power than him that is doing an injustice in his eyes. Right. Um, and and even then, like he, he's a shoot first, ask questions later kind of guy, which I can kind of relate to. Uh, although I I probably wouldn't shoot first, but I I just like him so much as a character that I think I want to be like him. So I I I want to to see my bits of myself in him as much as I, I possibly can. Totally. Uh, and then thirdly, uh. Uh, Finn the human from Adventure Time. Uh, he, here's a, a kid who just gets thrown into this ridiculous world. I mean, he's born into it, and then he just totally accepts everything that's happening around him with, without a question. He doesn't ever really look at the crazy things that are happening. I guess because he has no frame of reference, but I think even if he did have a frame of reference, he would just he would just look at this stuff and say, this is how things are. And accept My it. brother's a dog who can, who can shift. Uh, my girlfriend is a bubblegum lady. Uh, well... Kind of. The girl that I want to be my yeah. girlfriend is a bubblegum lady. The, my actual girlfriend is, is a fire demon, <laughs> and I can't physically touch her. Which I think that I think the love story between Finn and the fire princess is like this really adult story of it's very interesting unrequited love of yeah. they physically can't be with each other without magic. Yeah, and it's like that's awesome. Um, yeah, so those are my three: Finn the human, Mal Reynolds, and uh, uh, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. But it's definitely Scott Pilgrim the most. I, I I finished reading that manga, and at the end of that, or that that graphic novel, at the end of that graphic novel, Scott Pilgrim is a dishwasher, and I was like, I should be a dishwasher. <laughs> I should wash. I dishes. like the, I I was I was unemployed at the time, and I really started thinking about jobs that I could do realistically that wouldn't make me want to kill myself. And I was like, yeah, I could just wash dishes. That would be fine if that's all I had to do. If I could just focus on this one task, yeah, and no one like talked to me or did anything else, I could do that, and I could be happy with that. And I and I applied to a job where I almost did that. <laughs> Um, okay, so I have this next question, which kind of ties into the same um, same genre of question. Um, I I added this on today because I okay. I thought of this today, and I know who I would choose. Um, 
just because of you know recent events mm-hmm. um but if you could bring one fictional character to life who would it be Ooh, that's uh the dangerous answer would be dr manhattan um which wouldn't be a good choice because of the way Watchmen ends. Uh, <laughs> like, he's a basically God walking among men, and 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 then he loses his humanity, and then decides that the, the only right option is to go to space, where he doesn't have to deal with us. So that's not a good answer because uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't turn out well for everybody. Um, a fictional character that I could bring to the real world, it w- it would have to be somebody who would do uh, Superman. Just I would bring Superman to the real world. If you brought Superman to the real world, would that then bring his story to the real world? Probably, yeah. I mean, everything. So you would think follow. it would bring like Lex Luthor? Yeah, sure. Cool. Uh, but but I, I think I think the good he does, or the capacity he has for good, mm-hmm. um, outweighs any of the negatives. I mean, the other Earth gets destroyed a couple times, but he always brings it back. Uh, and and then if Superman and all of his mythos exists other fucking superheroes would exist too probably like like yeah. then i then i i'd get totally. hit with, i'd get hit by a, a truck full with nuclear waste and i'd get superpowers and then i'd become a superhero right. or a supervillain there you go superman i would bring superman to the real world <laughs> maybe maybe that's as as bad as dr manhattan um but i, I can't we'll think, see, I, guess. I can't think of a fictional character that i could bring to the world that wouldn't have some negative impact at some point leslie nope yeah sure that's who i would bring. yeah Les, leslie nope let's yeah, <laughs> and then then she would become president of the United States. Well, that's exactly yeah. it, right? We need we need someone like that. Yeah, we do. I but I, I'm not sure that she could survive in the in our in our world. <laughs> I'm not sure that her kind of I don't know wide eyed like the recall and all that. Like yeah, she she handled it. She got through it. She, she did. did. Yeah, I I think you would need to bring the entire cast of Parks and Rec into the real world to make it work, though. She would need Ron Swanson, and she would need Andy, and she would need everyone. She would need everyone. But she wasn't, like, she wasn't. I agree that some of the the you know supporting characters and all of that um, helped her situation, but she, ever since she was a kid, she still grew up wanting oh, yeah, no. with that you know. No, she, she's the, she's the pure-hearted, totally righteous character. Um, and I don't think anything would change that. I just think faced with the reality of our world, I, I don't know if she could make a difference by herself. I think she would need other like-minded people who were as good as she was, even if they aren't the same as her. Mm-hmm. I, I think everyone in that cast is is so supportive of what she's doing that I don't I don't know if she could do it by herself. So she would need she would need a team of people, I think, to help her out. And I think if you're bringing Leslie Nope into the world, you can bring everybody else too. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I'll give you that. All right. In your <laughs> in, your, in your theory, I'll let you have that power. Thank you. I I I need it. If time froze for everyone but you for one day, what what would you do? Oh man, like rob a bank or something, probably right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How would that work? Uh, I would wait for them to open the safe, like during an inspection or something. Right, uh, but time, time That's is true. Frozen. Okay. Yeah, that makes it harder. Uh, if time froze for everyone but me, what would I do with that? How, just 24 hours? Yep. Yeah. Mm. So starting midnight, midnight to midnight. Oh, that's rough. 
What would you do? Just breaking into people's houses, probably. Yeah, just snooping around. <laughs> yeah, like not disturbing anything. Just looking through, like they're. No, I would. I would disturb things very minorly like or, I, I put would them move, like six inches yeah i would left. move tables centimeters away from where they were before uh <laughs> so you just troll everyone yeah. well i mean 24 hours what can i really accomplish how far could i get uh like even in a car or something like that uh, my distance is, a, is an issue so what could i what could i realistically do uh, i don't know maybe i drive around the city and see like there's an accident happening or something like that and i would move those people out of the accident mm-hmm. um but then that's kind of a small victory uh, and then I would, and then I would try and do some dumb shit like like pantsing people or, <laughs> or putting um, put Travis in weird positions, just just him taking pictures of yeah, them just him yeah. like like in the middle of the street, dick in hand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would get him into a lot of trouble, I guess. <laughs> that would be kind of that would be kind of a fucked up thing to do. <laughs> well, I mean, time is frozen. You'll just have picture evidence. That's that's true. I could just fuck with people and just take pictures of it. You could. Yeah. I'd be like, do you remember when you did this? So you just troll everyone. You I guess so. Yeah. In that limited time space, I wouldn't even try to do anything good with my life. I would yeah, just, for I, would, sure. I would try and get rich and, uh, and then fuck with people. My friends specifically. Sounds legit. Yeah. That's what I would do. It turns out I'm not that good of a person <laughs> um, for all my talk of better humanity, <laughs> given the opportunity to do something good. I would just, I would just be like, no, I'm just going to fuck around with it. 24 hours. What am I going to do? I don't know. All right. Steal liquor. <laughs> I think you've got enough of that. I don't even drink, so. Yeah, exactly. If you want some of that, uh, let me know. I don't I don't drink. Okay, good. Um, Well, that's not true. I had one beer yesterday. Oh. Yeah. God, what are yeah. they going to do with you? And like on Halloween, I got really wasted. That sucked. If I was going to drink, but it would have been during the election. Yeah. Like that was, that was the tempting thing. <laughs> or that was going down just to be like, hello, Jack Daniels, my old friend. <laughs> Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Let's have a a talk again. You and I. Exactly. Like old times. Like old times. Okay. uh, So we're down to my last question. I don't even know how much time has passed right Uh, now. We're just over two hours. Oh, okay. So that's. that's, So, yeah. This actually works out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish I could say that I saved the best question for last, but I didn't. I saved the worst and most stereotypical question to be asked in this kind of situation. In true form to this podcast, we'll save the worst for the end. All right. Um, if you had to live without one of five senses, which would it be? Uh, um, vision. Why? Um, the stories that I've heard from people who have, uh, had their, uh, their hearing at some point and then lost it completely. Um, from what they say, it is a complete fucking nightmare. Um, like, like it is hell on earth for them. It mm-hmm. really is. We, I mean, yeah, vision would suck because I wouldn't be able to play video games anymore. I wouldn't be able to watch TV. Mm-hmm. I could learn to read Braille. I can read books. Um, you can still function. And I'm not trying to. This is a hard question because I'm not trying to belittle people who are no, blind. No, of course not. Uh, obviously, that sucks, and it's a it's a disability. I guess it, uh, disability is even maybe a hard word to say, um, but it is definitely a thing that will impact your life in a very severe way because the world is designed around people who have all five senses. Of course. Uh, and I think that even there's research now that we have more than five senses, right? Like there's the yeah. like the out of body thing where you can kind of judge where your limbs are at any given place or time. So that even people who like lose an arm or something like that still feel like they have their arm somewhere yeah. because that's the sense you have. Uh, I forget what that's called. I'll look ghost, it up and I'll put, I'll put it in the show <laughs> notes. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would choose vision um, just because everything else that that we have in terms of our senses seems very integral into how we interact with our society and the life the world around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, with without 
if I'm trying to have a conversation with somebody, but I can't hear them and I can't hear my own voice, that becomes very difficult. Now I have to use sign language. Now I have to learn sign language. And now they have to know sound, sign language in, in order for that to work. Yeah. Uh, so just day-to-day interactions would become that much more difficult. Without my vision, yes, it would suck, but it's something that I could get used to and overcome, uh, I think, a little more easily than anything else. Maybe maybe I'd give up taste. I don't know. I don't, I don't even really like eating food. Maybe I'd give up taste. Um. Yeah, I wasn't expecting, I really wasn't expecting vision to be the one that you would have gone for so quickly, just because... Um, Sugar tastes really good, you guys. It does. I don't want to get, like, potato chips? I love fucking potato chips, <laughs> and they're nothing without the taste. <laughs> well, yeah, just because so much so much of your time is spent doing visual things, but, but I totally get your understanding of, of uh, communication with people once you kind of... Um, once you're more limited with that, yeah. everything else like, is like more l- Losing your vision, I think, is something, you, like I said, you could overcome. Um, not easily, but it is a possible thing that you could do. Right. Um, I, I think I think losing your your hearing or losing your sense of touch. I think losing sense of touch must be fucking terrible. You hear stories about those people who have that condition where they don't have touch. And every day is a, a walking nightmare for them because if they get hurt or something, they won't know. Yeah. There's no way for them to know that. Like if they get cut on their back or something where they can't see it or if they sprain an ankle or break a finger or something like that, there's no way for them to know that that happened. Um, and then their life becomes a a living nightmare. Um, and, and yeah, I, I wouldn't want that. So, so I'd say, I'd say vision if someone had a gun to my head that this is what's going to happen, John. Um, I, I, I'd choose vision pretty much every time. Like think about all the time I would have if I couldn't play video games anymore. Imagine what I could accomplish, Chelsea. <laughs> Lots. I could record podcasts every single day. <laughs> you could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. That. So yeah, I'd. I'd go vision. It's cool. a good question, though. I, I don't think it's the worst question by far. Cool. I don't think any of them were bad, honestly. Well, I think out of all of the questions, that one and like the the TV show character ones are like the weakest. It's maybe the most basic in yeah, terms yeah. of like just what it is. Uh, I think some of them got a little deeper, and I'll. I'll try and go back and look at the ones that I didn't get really good answers to, mm-hmm. and maybe next episode uh, I'll I'll try and have better answers for you. I'll try and think of something that happened to me that's really embarrassing because I know it's going to come up to me like as I'm trying to go to bed tonight, it's going to hit me, and I'll be like, God damn it, that's the thing I should have said. For sure. So maybe I'll add an addendum onto this podcast later, or I'll just I'll put like a a five minute podcast up that's just like me explaining my most embarrassing moment. Were there any questions that you anticipated me asking that I didn't ask? Not really, no. I think I think I I didn't really try to think of what you were gonna come up with. I just I wanted to go into this totally cold. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't really expecting anything. Um yeah, I, I think it was really good. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, do you have any questions for me? Uh no, not really. Cool. <laughs> uh what what sense would you choose? Um I I would go with taste. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't have anything like, honestly, that's one of my one of my uh, weakest points in in my. Um, it might enable you to eat healthier because then you could eat well, stuff that ex- you don't like. That's exactly There's nothing it. But like, kale. Yeah. Like I have a horrible relationship with food and like I'm like I'm an emotional eater mm. and I feel like not getting that satisfaction from food would genuinely help me as a human being so that's what i would choose so we should invent a pill that removes taste is what you're saying 
Uh, and sell it as a diet pill. Yeah, sure. Okay. Deal. Business idea. Patent pending. You guys can't steal that. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> no, that's a good... A taste is probably the thing that would affect your life the least. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're probably right about that. I think vision may be a dumb answer, but it's the one that I would I don't probably, think it's a dumb answer. I would probably choose. I think all of them, there's... There's no right answer, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's something to be said about all of them. Okay. So we're over two hours, so I think that's probably it. So this is the the get to know John a little bit better through questions. And maybe we'll have another one of these later on where we'll we'll come back with maybe some more questions. Sure. And maybe maybe I'll prepare next time and actually have some some decent answers and we won't be stuck uh with long pauses of me not being able to come up with anything. Well that's why we edit. But yeah. like also I like that it was uh more genuine. Off the cuff is kind of good too. Yeah. It's hard to say. I mean like I realize that they're not gonna be the most um thoughtful answers mm-hmm. because of that and like when you're when you feel on the spot you're just going to blurt out the first thing that comes to your mind and there's something to be said about saying the first thing that comes to your mind yeah, totally yeah there's validity in that absolutely I, I think so too i agree um hey, if you guys want to follow me on twitter uh, maybe i'll come up with better answers out there so anybody out listening uh lnthy uh, at lnthy uh is the is the twitter handle um it's all capital I don't know why it wouldn't let me do uh, lowercase, but whatever. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Someone else out there has the lowercase L-N-T-H-Y. I don't know what that is. Why is it case sensitive? I don't know. That seems really dumb. Yeah, maybe 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 it did, would let me do it, and I just I just read it wrong. I don't know, but okay. I, I went I went full bore on it. <laughs> so uh, you can follow us on Twitter again. Email address is L-N-T-H-Y. Uh, I got I got to double check that. Actually, give me one second. Yeah. Uh, email address is lnthypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach us there. Uh, the Twitter again is lnthy. Uh, how you learn not to hate yourself. Uh, I guess I use yourself as a single word. I think it is, right? It is, it is yeah. one word. Okay, right. So there's no S on the end of that. Uh, and then obviously following us on SoundCloud to listen to the podcast, which you're currently doing. Um, please continue to do so. Uh, one of the one of my friends at work actually listens to the podcast. Uh, he oh, said, hi, friend at work. Yeah, his name's Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Uh, he he and I worked overnights for um, about five weeks when hey, that Jeff, was happening. Fuck uh, you. Oh no! No, I'm just kidding. No, Jeff's a nice guy. I'm just kidding. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> hey. Uh, and he he came up to me and, and said, "So when's the next episode coming out?" Oh. I, I was I was like, "Oh, you know, we're working on it." That's I, nice. That's yeah. like that you know to yeah. hear that excitement. It is. It's nice to have some feedback on it. Um, no emails from last week because I mean, again, twelve people listen to the podcast yeah, total yeah. so i didn't really expect anything and i'm also not expecting anything i have i have no expectations for this whatsoever again this is just for me and and i'm doing it because i want to so uh yeah thanks for listening uh chelsea thanks you again for for being on the podcast uh i am undoubtedly we will have you again at some point in the future maybe not the next episode but maybe the episode after that cool um you're going to be my, my regular guest sounds good so uh thank you for listening and thank you to chelsea martin for being executive uh, producer of this podcast and we will catch you guys next time have a good night teacher thinks said i sound funny but she likes the way you sing tonight i'll dream while i'm in bed when silly thoughts go through my head the bugs and alphabet when I wake tomorrow I'll bet that you and I will walk together again